Hey guys, brand new podcast, and my movie The Machine will be in theaters Memorial Day weekend. My movie The Machine will be in theaters Memorial Day weekend. You will hear me say that a thousand times. My movie The Machine will be only in theaters Memorial Day weekend. I will see you at the movies. Tops off world tour. We're back in the U.S., baby. Williamsport, Pennsylvania, February 2nd. February 3rd, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Boston at TD Gardens is sold out. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Boston. Bangor, Maine. Tempe, Arizona, we've added a fourth show February 8th. So we'll be there February 8th, February 9th, February 10th, February 11th at the Mullet Arena, Savannah, Georgia, the next weekend. Tampa, Florida at the Emily Center. I think the neighbors are banging into a wall. Anyway. Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Cedar Rapids, Green Bay, Minneapolis, Grand Forks, Fargo. I'm bringing Ian Bag with me to Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Calgary, Kelowna, Bismarck, Sioux Falls, Oshkosh, where I am bringing, uh, I think we're doing Oshkosh, Peoria, Rockford, then Augusta, Georgia, Tupelo, Mississippi, Bossier City, Jonesboro, Charleston, Lexington, Detroit, and then closing out the U.S. leg of this tour in Cleveland, Ohio at the Rocket Mortgage Center. I have my full tearaways I will be wearing there. Going into New Zealand in April 17th. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. Te Amaro, Te Aro, New Zealand, Melbourne, Torrensville, Perth, Brisbane, Sydney on the 29th. Today's guest is a guy who I've known probably as long as I've been doing stand-up. He was one of the guys. He he was He's in the class above me, despite us being the same age. He started when he was younger than me, and so he was already a working comic in New York when we got there. He has two specials, More Than Loud and Takes the Third. They're really phenomenal. He's an extremely talented stand-up, and I think he's finally getting his due. His specials are blowing up on YouTube. You can find them both on YouTube. His name is Orny Adams. He is an awesome dude. Give him a watch. Leave a comment. I think Orny would love for me to say, tip him if you can. There's there's people I guess you can give money on YouTube now, but more importantly, find him on tour. He is a phenomenal comic. If you go and watch him, you will have a good time. You will laugh your fucking ass off. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, stand-up comedian, Orny Adams. It is it is the worst possible show you could have is New Year's Eve. Absolutely. Uh, Especially if you're on stage. I, I, I say I I'm not on stage for the countdown. Oh, I fuck up. You have green eyes. Yeah. How about you? Well, you have a lot of green on today. And I just blue, yeah. I, well, I like your watch and I saw I and it has a green face and I was like, oh, it's interesting. We're both green. And then I just got this for Christmas. Ooh. How, okay. I have, I have a. Have we started the podcast? Yeah, we started. Oh, we did? Um, New Year's Eve. Oh, don't. Okay. This is why I have a piece of paper. Um, I'll never remember that. Uh, New Year's Eve sucks. I, I always make the mistake of I'll just stay on stage until the New Year's. I, I get off. I'm done. I'm gone. So I'm in the front selling merch. Twelve oh five. I got the Venmo QR codes going and stuff like that. It's a it's a disaster. I'm doing it um, because here's here's what I say to my team. Uh, I'll work New Year's if it's a shit ton of money. Otherwise, yeah. 
I'll sit at home on the couch by myself. I'm not going to have plans, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I'm not going out. I'm not going to go to a party. God forbid somebody invites me to a party. Last year, I got invited to a party New Year's Eve. I don't want to go. Rich people up in the hills. Yeah. Right? They're rich. Yeah. I say, I think I'm safe saying this. Can I bring something? What's What's the proper answer? You're rich. Oh, no, don't worry about it. We got everything's covered. Just in just... Maybe bring a six-pack of beer or something. Right. Okay. They don't even need, need that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't even want to be there. I don't want to go. Like, a lot yeah. of people like uh, having plans. They, they they fear missing out. Like, I'm the- I have ultimate FOMO. I have hardcore FOMO to the point where if my family's coming over at 4 o'clock and I'm in the gym at 3.57, I'm looking at my watch, watching Life 360, and the second they come here, my workout's over yeah. because I, I have such- FOMO, it is sad. I, I'm the opposite. I have phobia, which is fear of being included. Like, I don't want to go to your party. I don't want to go to your wedding. I don't need to see your oh, joy. I, got- I want to be at home. The whole time I'm there, Bert, this is what's going through my mind. First of all, I'm going to say something that's going to piss somebody off. Yeah. And that's going to keep me up all night, right? I'm going to, without a doubt, screw this up. All right? So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't need that feeling later. Also, I'm also Wait, are you the kind of person that lays in bed the next day and goes, I fucked that up big time? Yeah, and I call 10 different people to confirm I fucked it up, you know, <laughs> thinking somebody's going to side with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They never side no with me. No one ever sides with me. No. I, they're always like, mm, you were out of control last night. Yeah. Apparently, uh, coronavirus isn't real to you. <laughs> I got fucking wasted one night and I was like, I don't believe in it. Yeah. I give up. I give up. I followed all the fucking rules. I followed all the fucking rules. Yeah. Rogan's right. It's yeah. not fucking real. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I've, I, I have a fear of being included. I just, I don't, I don't need to be there. So they're like, come on, you know, everybody, it's going to be a small group. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. So, you know, I just want to stay home and watch 90 day fiance. I but, wish, I wish I had something on TV to watch that, yeah, I, that I don't have that warm blanket of a book for me, it would be alcohol. It would be like, yeah. I'm going to open a bottle of wine and just sit on my phone. Right. Well, I did that once. I was in, God, what was it? Some, uh, like Indiana. Yeah. And there was like a snowstorm. And uh, I, I I treated myself. I wasn't making a lot of money in those days. I'm still not. But I bought a nice bottle of champagne for myself. And I go back to the hotel room. And I'm smoking. A, I passed out smoking a cigar and holding a bottle of champagne watching Cops. And I thought, this is how it's going to happen. This is how I'm going to go. How great would that be if I die that way? So I go to my front. Can I bring some? The, the answer is no. Yeah. We're no. rich. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got a house with that. What, you want to bring an office chair? Yeah. Like, what am I going to bring? Well, they say the ultimate thing to bring is breakfast next morning for someone. That's nice. If you want to bring something, bring yeah. them bagels because no one ever thinks about the next day. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting like No, I love today. it. I love it. So they said, ready for this? Uh could you actually, could you bring ice? Ice. Oh, that's such that's a, the lowest form of bring something. It's the biggest pain in the ass. Nobody says, nothing says we don't trust you to bring an appetizer or dessert. Bring ice. I mean, you want me to wash the cars too? I mean, it's, do you realize how early you have to show up with the bags of ice so nobody you gotta sees be there. you? You got to be there early because everyone wants a cold drink. And you got well, I mean, you can't just show up with 10 pounds of ice. You got to come in with at least 40 pounds of ice because they need ice. And now you're covered in fucking ice. Right. Your hands are cold. You're exhausted. You're exa- and it's New Year's Eve. So the first 7-Eleven you go to, they're out. Oh. So now you got to go in. You have to map this out. You have to have like contingency backup plans. This was an operation. God. And then the end of the party comes and 
everyone's congratulating everybody for what they brought. Like, who brought the uh, the the charcuterie board? Who brought the meats and cheese platter thing? Right? You're like, oh, I did. Like, everyone's like congratulating each other. Who brought the uh, who brought the three layer dip? And they're getting all cute. They're like, guilty. You know, anybody notice I added an extra layer? And you know, and I'm watching this, and you know, now I'm drunk and I'm pissed off. And so it got quiet for a second, and I just I went right into the middle of the room. I'm like, ah. Uh, Excuse me, did uh, everybody enjoy their cold drinks tonight? <laughs> you know, ice didn't just appear in those cups. Somebody had to go to three Seven Elevens. You know, what if anybody wants to hear the story, how rich are these people that they like? I Fifteen million dollar house. Ooh, they don't have ice makers. The, I I don't. You know, maybe it was broken. Maybe they were expecting more, but it was catered. Well, Why I, doesn't catering have ice? I'll tell you right now. If for anyone listening. The best gift you can give yourself is find a good ice delivery guy. Hmm. They have ice delivery guys. Yeah. We have uh, North Hollywood Ice is fucking awesome. But I've been how, using them. How often are you in need of more ice? Well, than I was. I, I'm a big ice guy. And when, in our old house, we didn't have an our ice maker broke, and so I would stockpile ice. I would do ice polar. I, I'm, I'm a big ice guy. Yeah, yeah. I would do polar plunges in a tub. Oh, okay. So I get 300 pounds of ice mm. like once a week, That's and then I I put. I'd, I'd fill up everything. All the freezers yeah. got ice. I top off all the freezers with ice. I take uh, bags of ice and keep them in coolers. Yeah. And then uh, and then I do my polar plunge and then use that ice throughout the week. I'd cover it. And, and uh, Oh, I thought you were going to say you use it for like drinks or. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> As I'm sitting here drinking a thing of, uh, you know, ice water, I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, this was around Burt's Balls two days ago. I love cold, I love cold beverages. Like, I, I'm so glad this. I have an ice maker out here. And an ice maker in there. Mm. And that was like my one treat to myself was like, my wife got two dishwashers. Mm. So she was like, that way, you know, I'm, I'm, there's never dishwash, there's never dishes in the sink. Right. When you have a big party, you're always doing dishes. I was like, I want ice makers. And she almost bought me the same one. I said, no, I want different types of ice. Dude, I've been taking ice on that one. And I, it's that one's popcorn ice. Yeah. And I put my cup in there and then I pack it down real tight and pour whiskey over it. Oh. At what point of the podcast do we get to that? Oh, fuck. What, what, first of all, the fact that you know the different names of the ice. I'm fucking. It's, I mean, that just says a lot. I mean, you've got a problem. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I have a problem. I have a problem with drinking in general. Like I have a problem. Like I'm, I'm working on two beverages right now. Yeah. I, I drink water like crazy. Mm -hmm. I drink water so fucking that's, fast. That's great. But I only drink it out of these liquid death cans because I, I think is the delivery method. But what is this liquid death? Like why is water liquid death? Like why would you ever... As you're chugging it and perhaps about to die, why would you ever? I'm doing the anti-ad for liquid death. I just don't get the name. Like you, I, I don't get it either. Like edgy water. <laughs> when, Whoa. I'll tell you what, it's stuck. Your water's not badass enough. You <laughs> got to drink liquid. We know death. It's, it's been great for branding because mothers have been trying to get it off the uh, counters. Who? Like oh, moms oh. are like, hey, you need to get. Is liquid. this your water? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I love no, no, liquid no. death water. No, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, I work with a company. Um, I've been. I was an early discoverer of liquid death through, uh, you know, Colleen at the Funny Bone? Of course. Her son. Yeah. Her son works for liquid death. Oh, cool. And so he brought me some when I was in San Francisco and left it on her bus. And at first I was like, what a silly. Okay. So there, yeah. I wasn't so yeah. wrong, was I? I was like, I'll never drink this water. But they have uh, sparkling water mm -hmm. and I'm we're making double Tito's and sodas. So I'm like, oh, I'll use a sparkling water. So I we went through the sparkling water and then one day I'm home. At my old, my old house, and I'm thirsty, and it, I think it was during the pandemic, 
and I started drinking water like crazy. I got really hydrated and I took my blood pressure. My blood pressure was like oh. really good. And I think it's always high because I'm dehydrated. Right. And so I started going, oh, you know, it's super easy. I'll grab a case, put it by my, my, my recliner yeah. and I'll just drink six waters throughout the night Yeah, and then get hydrated. Yeah. And I thought, and it was just because I can drink it fast. I like it. Huh. But, but the marketing has been great because moms are trying, you know, old yeah. fucking Tipper Gore type moms <laughs> or want, want liquid death off the of things. Where'd you that, come up with that name? Tipper Gore. She has been my go-to for, <laughs> really? for making rules. Because I remember she was one that wanted NWA and all them uh -huh. Ice Cube to be pulled off the shelf. Yeah, in those years, yeah. Tipper Gore. Wow. Tipper, what's Tipper Gore? I bet she Al Gore's uh, wife. I wonder if she's not. They can't still be together. Of course they are. No. Those people, they, they don't get divorced. If It's not died. good for business and politics. And I think she passed. No. She was an alcoholic? Oh, what did I say? Explain to me the drinking so I can understand it. Because right. I'm not, I'm not, I love to drink. Yeah. In fact, this summer, I rediscovered the gin and tonic. Oh, my. What a great beverage that is. Can I tell you what makes the gin and tonic so great? Please. It gets better as the ice melts. Yes. it It's the only <laughs> drink that gets better. You know, like when they oh. come to take it, there's only a little bit left. You're like, touch the gin. That's yeah. The, it's, it's about to get good. I don't even take the limes out. Oh, when I make my new one, I leave the old limes in and like oh. almost have a lime graveyard. Oh, I got into like buying all different tonics and trying it oh. and going with different gins and researching I it. Love my, I love, I have two thoughts of gin and tonic. My first thought was when my, we first had Georgia 18 years ago, I guess, in June, uh, 19 years ago. My sister worked at Fox, and on and my both my sisters moved out. They lived in like uh like right on right off Pico. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's out there, yeah. out by Fox. Okay. And on Monday nights, Liam would go to uh, tennis, and Georgia was a baby. I didn't know what the fuck to do with her, and I'd come home Monday morning. I'd be drunk from flying right. home, and so I'd go over to my sister's house, and we'd grill out, and we'd make dinner, and I would drink gin and tonics, and my si and they were. Stuff. Gin and tonics are so fucking good. What kind of gin? Uh, Help me. I always go beef eaters. Oh, you do? Yeah. Interesting. I go beef eaters, and uh, and by the end, I'm pouring very little tonic in. Yeah. And that and that. Uh, you know, you always run out of the tonic before yeah. the gin. Well, I go diet tonic too. Oh, I don't. I'm a hardcore oh, diet. No, tonic. no, no. Me and my but my buddy you get an aftertaste if it's diet. Oh, I love it. My buddy Ben. Have Siebert, you had liquid death tonic water? No, don't make it. They don't make it. No, they should. They should. They should. Uh, tonic water is such an interesting thing. I don't like tonic water, except with gin. I can't have vodka tonic. Oh, yeah. I've never. I'd like the tonic water people to explain to me why it's so expensive. Yeah. Like why are the little can, the shitty crappy six ounce ones, the six. Why is that five ninety nine? Yeah. What What is tonic? What is in tonic? It's just. It's soda. It's carbonated soft drink. With it, Quin quinine. Yeah, quinine. Well, like you know, the Canadian. What's quinine? It's bullshit, is what it is. And they got some splain. The, the Canadian uh, people who makes it liquid. What is it? One time, one time, one of the worst experiences I ever had on marijuana. I was at my buddy Cayman's house, and I we got high. Yeah. And I was th I had cotton mouth, and I was and I was starting to have a little bit of a panic attack. And I went downstairs to his fridge, and I grabbed what I thought was soda water, and I opened it, and I pounded it, and it was tonic. And it ruined the yeah. taste of my mouth for the rest yeah, of the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. Tonic water without gin is uh it's, it's undrinkable. Fucking, my dad my dad likes tonic water. What the fuck? What is quinine? 
Quinine is a medication used to treat malaria and babesiosis. There you go. We found the cure for COVID. This includes the treatment of malaria due to plasmodium falciparum. This is that is resistant to chloroquine. Whoa. Common side effects of quinidine, ringing in the ears, vision issues, and sweating. All things that happen when I drink. First isolated first isolated in 1820 from the bark of the Chinchona tree, which is native to where? Peru. Peru, everybody. Ooh. Yeah. That's fucking... The Jesuit missionaries. I remember uh, uh, my buddy Ben Sieberg one time, we were in college, and he goes, he goes, let's get drunk tonight. There was nothing, there was yeah. nothing going on. And I was like, well... There's nothing going on. He was like, no, let's just me and you go to a liquor store right. and buy ingredients to a drink we've never had. Mm. And let's make those drinks and see. I mean, they got to be good. Everyone yeah. likes them. Right. So the first one we bought was gin and tonics. I'd never had a gin and tonic. I was probably 22. Yeah. We just never had one. Yeah. Gin and tonics is an interesting drink because you don't really like, no one's in high school sneaking gin and tonics. <laughs> It's such like a drink your dad would have to go play yeah. golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you yeah, have yeah. like after a round of tennis. Yeah. And uh and fucking then next thing you know, we were drinking gin and tonics all night playing pool, getting fucking blitzed, obliterated. The next night we did we were like, let's get drunk again. That was so much fun. And we tried to make martinis and we could not figure out the mix. Actually, I don't I don't see gin and tonic as a you get shit face kind of drink. You never hear people say, I'm hungover from the gin and tonic. I see the really? gin and tonic people as like the James Bond crowd that know how to control oh, their liquor intake. It's yeah. a more, you know, plus you're hydrating. You got no, tonic, tonic in there. Gin and tonic is an irresponsible drink. Do you, it's, it's an afternoon drink. It's, it is? It's, it's, yeah, something you have. We should have a gin and tonic. And then everyone goes, oh, yeah. Like no one denies a gin and tonic. Yeah. Do you know I have a theory, and I'd like this to end up on the, the Q9 uh, the Wikipedia page, and you can cite me. This could be the source. I'm pretty sure Q9 uh, kills the hangover. No. Did you see your face? The way you just. I love. Well, I you're love. Just, I love. Like, cheat you're codes. just like a meme right in front I of me. I love you. cheat codes like that. Yeah. Like if you found out, like because you don't get hung over on, on gin and tonics. No. Like, but how many drinks do you have? You probably you seem like someone who has two. Yes. And then you go, oh, that was good for me. And sometimes I don't like finish the second one just to show the table. I'm not an alcoholic. Oh my God. Then I go home and, you know, pound it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you drink? Do you drink? by? Do you live by yourself? Okay, I do. But here's the thing. I am an unbelievable drunk. I'm like fun. Really? Like I, every time I'm drunk, I think. I don't except, think I've ever seen you drunk. Oh, first of all, I say really inappropriate things. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's borderline. You could be canceled. But I'm fun. Tequila Orny. If I was that guy all the time, I would have too many friends, and I'd, I'd be overbooked. Then what, I'd what, have a career. That's, what, that was my, that's my game plan. I know. What, yeah, what, 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 what are you waiting for? It worked for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it worked brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like if I drank today, okay, I couldn't do a show tonight. Yeah, I couldn't either. Yeah, okay, so things have changed. You used to be able to, right? I used to be able to. I used to be able to. Well, I just wouldn't. I, I could. I mean, I could. I just, I would be like, I would be regret it and be like, nah, I shouldn't. That's irresponsible. Yeah, because you can't, I don't care uh, who you are. Your act is not going to be as sharp. No. If you drink, even if I drank the night before. Oh, I can do that. It affects me. I can do that. Easy. But don't you, this is what I do. I drink and then I wake up like two hours later, like the sugar leaves my body. And then I sit there and regret going, why did I do this? Oh. Why did I drink? And what is that laying next to me? Oh, I've said that before. And why did I marry her 19 years ago? <laughs> I re I have regret in the morning when I drink. Like I drank uh, a, a good amount last night. 
Um, and I woke up regretful that I'm being unhealthy. Wait, That's last why, night you drank. Yeah. Last That's night. why your eyes are a little glossy. Yeah. So are you not as sharp well, no, today on this part? Is my podcast going to suffer because you drank last night? No. Okay. Apparently, I have, uh, I've, uh, I've rope-a-doped myself enough that no one can tell the difference when I'm drinking and not drinking. I'm, I, the, the, I had, my parents were in town. They were leaving. Last night was their last night. So we uh, had, I've been doing something that I, I'm not certain is the right thing, but I've been eating an edible before I start drinking. Mm. And I think that's why I'm, I like, I sleep better at night. Mm -hmm. I don't get woken up in the middle of the night. I sleep soundly through the night. My recovery is through the, through the, through the roof, but I'm having a hard time getting up and get going the next day, which I've never had when I didn't eat edibles. What time do you sleep till? Uh, late on this edible, like 8.30 every yeah, morning. It's, it's and I usually wake up at 6. Yeah. And so I've been sleeping at 8.30 and like laying in bed being like, I get up out of bed and I'm like, I could go right back to fucking sleep. Like I can't get the marijuana out of my system. Right, but and don't I'm, you feel it slows your brain down? You're not processing as fast? That's what I like. I like oh. that. I like that for the... I like that for the next morning. I like that for the evening. I like that for, like, I, I started uh, probably seven days ago. My sister was like, hey, you got to try these edibles. Yeah. They're really chill, and, they're, and they'll help you sleep. And I ate one, and my recovery score was, my sleep recovery was 98%. Huh. And I was like, motherfucker. And I didn't drink that much. I, like, had a drink, and then, but I was pretty fucking high. And I was like, nice. I was like, I feel fucking great. I feel really chill. Yeah. I'm very conversational. And then the next night, I was like, I'm doing it. I went to the store, and I bought two tins of them. Are your parents doing edibles yeah, with you? Yeah, my parents are eating wow. them. My sister's eating them. Here's the, here's the rub. Yeah. <laughs> it's always so something. Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. Christmas Eve, we got them. We gave everyone. Everyone that came got an edible. Everyone got an edible. Yeah. Everyone. And so <laughs> I'm in the kitchen, and I'm, we're cleaning up, and I'm like looking, and I go, we fucking... We killed it. Oh shit! I think it's my. Uh, no, I was thinking it's my my whole cardiologist. Um, I was like cleaning up, and I go, we didn't overbuy. Normally, we overbuy, and yeah. we have so many leftovers. Go, we didn't overbuy at all. We, Edibles? We, no, no, with food. food. We we ordered. We cooked the perfect amount of food. Like there was like just one portion left of the potatoes, mm. one portion of the French toast. One point, like it was like perfect. Yeah, and I'm like, we did, we did great. The next night, we all ate edibles again, and we didn't over order either. And I'm like, this is amazing. And my sister goes, we're all on edibles. <laughs> we're, just... we're eating like fucking lunatics. <laughs> we were wolfing down food. And the problem was, I was mistiming these edibles, and every meal I had, I was going, this is the best meal I've ever had in my life. Yeah, this is the greatest fucking meal. And we were all saying that we're like these. Yeah. I've, have you ever had chicken like this? This is fucking amazing. And was and last night my sister goes again. We she made dinner for us, and I'm eating it. And I ate an edible last night, and I go, I haven't had rice like this in my life. This rice is phenomenal. Rice? <laughs> just rice? It's just white rice. Shitty white I rice. Go, this white rice is cooked to perfection. <laughs> and my sister's like, you got to stop eating edibles before dinner. So tonight is the first night I'm not eating edibles. I'm just going to go to sleep. And I guarantee you don't sleep. You're not going to make it through the night. Oh, I've, I've, had, I've had them seven nights in a row. Yeah, no, no. Tonight you're not sleeping. I was thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe just eating an edible and not drinking. I am in such awe in respect of your substance game. 
Like oh. I wish I I have to schedule if I'm going to drink or do an edible. Like For my real? schedule, yeah, my schedule has to be open. Yeah, <laughs> because then like something will happen. Like somebody will, uh, I'll have to make a decision, a business decision. Like I'll pop an edible, then like they need to know in an hour, and I'm like, oh shit. Like there's always <laughs> like anytime I try and enjoy life, the universe goes no, no. Or like I wake up in the morning and I, I I'm, I'm hungry. It's just it's not it doesn't. When I really was the last time? Drink. When was the last time you like? When was the last vacation you took? I've never taken a vacation. I was thinking about that today. I, I have a hard time, like, like uh, I was talking to Andrew Schultz yesterday, and, he, and he's on vacation, mm. and I was like, how do you do that? Like, he, him and his chick, just they went to Costa Rica, and he's surfing, and he's yeah. not doing podcasts and not creating. And then he texted me. He's like, just fucking fly down here. And in my head, I was like, I will, but we're doing a podcast. I'm bringing my camera. Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I couldn't. I can't just. I, I, I told him I can't. I don't, I, I, I just don't have that. Everything I do is work related. Yeah. I, same here. And years ago, since you're going to drop a name, I'll drop a name. Uh, I was on tour with Seinfeld and we Andrew were hanging. Schultz and Seinfeld are in the same book right now. <laughs> Great shoes. So now, uh, and uh, you can put me on that list uh, just so people don't think I'm being anti-Semitic. So we're, we're hanging out before the show, what he calls a hang. And he said, why have you never been married? And I said, because no woman can make me feel the way I feel on stage. Yeah. And I still feel that. So I've I've been up since 6 a.m. And I've been working nonstop, creating, editing. I do everything on my own. I haven't gotten to the point where I have a team, which I'm very envious of. And so I edit on my own. I make the clips. I post the clips. Yeah. I make the cl clip the right size for Instagram, which is different than TikTok, which is different than Twitter. Like these assholes can't just do one format. I was so and then angry. every time you post something, people tell you what you're doing wrong. Everybody, <laughs> have you thought about uh, making the thing, the letters are going over the count of the, it's like, Jesus, I just want to write effing jokes but I can't, I'm tortured. So uh, so that's what I do. And it brings me such pleasure. I can't imagine being on a beach feeling better than editing and getting content out. Yeah, I, I was probably better at that when I was younger, but the business has changed so drastically that I can't imagine. It's just such a grind now. It, there's so many fucking comics and there's so many talented comics. Like I watch videos and I'm, I see a dude I saw a dude the other day that was so much funnier than me, and no, no one knows who he is. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no one knows who he is. And all I thought was, fuck, man, if this guy could learn how to, like, promote himself, get himself out there a little bit, he'd blow the fuck up. Would you ever reach out to that guy? I reached out to him. Have him, him on the podcast no, and I, help him? I told him? him to come tour with me. Wow. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're fucking hilarious. I was like, if you have any free time in January, February, or February, March, or April, it's good for you because I find that most comedians are in a position to help people don't help people. Like I would say today you're helping me and I appreciate it. I don't you think I, me on I, I listened to you on uh, Marin the other day on the on the plane and I was like, oh, such a good podcast. I was like, I haven't had Orion in a while. So I just I've never made. been on. Oh, for real? We've never done this. No, I've I never... would think that's why I said when I was at my old house, I think you I would have sworn you did one. Never. Wow. I've never done. You know how there's your podcast circle like all you guys did. I. Yeah. This is the first one in the circle that I've done. For real? Yeah. You've never done your mom's house? No. Shut the fuck up. Dude, I, I, that's but how like that I, I assume I've had everyone on twice. I've I've never done the, the closest I've come is I had Bobby Lee on my podcast. Yeah. That's the closest. But no, I and then Marin Marin had me on. That was very generous. You had, you had you on twice, right? Once. I thought that was your second time. No, on. that's Why, the first. But but that but I I would argue 
that lands on you because I go, I would have, I assumed I, I saw you the other day in the, I texted you after that. I said, I'd love to do your podcast. You never texted me back. I, that never, you know, it's so funny. And I'm, and I'll be honest with you. Same thing happened with Ian I feel, well, that's Ian. Of course it should happen. Uh, But with (laughs) me, come on. I love Ian. I've had Ian on mine. Ian was on mine because Bobby Lee told a story completely lying about something that happened in South Africa. Said he was being mugged and he was on the ground. They were holding him down. He looked up and he saw me and Ian Bag watching. He, he sold, on, <laughs> sold on my mother's house. Complete bullshit. Okay, we weren't there. We didn't like not jump in and sit, but Bobby's yeah. always the victim. Yeah. So I had him on and I said, listen, I saw you talking about this on you know uh, my mother's house or, and, and I played the clip. And he knew he was lying. It was, you could see it in his eyes. And then I played Ian Bag, saying, hey, Ian, was, uh, w- was I there? And he goes, no, you weren't there. He goes, I got there later. And he told me the story later. I go, I was at the hotel when he told me the story. But in his mind, yeah. his crazy mind, he believes that I was there watching him get mugged. But, uh, Bobby has what I have. And that is, you tell the story that you need people to feel. Like, he needs you to feel what he felt. And what he felt is so much more trauma than what actually happened. Yeah. Like I do that a lot. And I, I do that I do that with almost every story is I will tell you this. I will tell it like I need you to feel it. Yeah. So like, huh. like, like I'll, I'll, I, I tell stories about me and Tom sometimes. And Tom's just like, that's definitely not what happened. And right. I go, but you know that it kind of did. Mm. And he's like, well, she didn't ask me to get on my knees. And I'm like, yeah, but that's how I, that's how it made, like, that's how yeah. I felt it. I yeah. felt it in the room. And but I, 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 Leanne does that. I'll, I'll tell a story, and uh, but also I, I I like to craft a story so that it's good, so that I don't want to just sit at a, at a dinner party and tell you a bullshit fucking story. I so I'm bringing thunder. If I'm going to tell you a story, I'm bringing thunder. Well, that's what Bobby said. Yeah. He goes, "Do you do you believe everything I say on podcasts is true? <laughs> do you?" And he admitted he lied at the end. It's a really beautiful clip. Yeah. It's on my TikTok. But and Instagram. why haven't you been on anyone's podcast? Nobody asked me. But no, but no one asked me. Do you think Rogan asks me? No, I'm, I'm not asking Rogan. Him. I'm not asking I, Tom. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I said to, I was talking to Joe the other day and I said, man, that Bobby Kelly interview was fucking really awesome. It was really a great fucking Rogan appearance. He's great, Bobby. And uh, and he said, yeah, man, I can't believe, I can't believe I hadn't had him on yet. And I said, yeah, what? why hadn't you had him on? He goes, he hadn't asked. Hmm. But it's like, I think the majority of the times people just forget that like, like when you texted me, or like I was like, yeah, and I, 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 I really, honestly, it just recently set up an or, an organizational uh, structure so that I can type names of people and just go, oh, Orny Adams, uh, fucking in bag, and just type them in the thing. Yeah. And Ryan Leaf texted me the other day, and I was like, I was like, oh, I definitely want him on. Yeah. In the old setup, it would have been just me, and unless I reply and set up the date right then, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And now I have Jen and. Uh, I, I think part of it is I have at times, and this is either true or my own insecurity, have felt not welcomed or rejected by the comedy community. You're, and you can figure out why. It was no. what we talked about on Marin. And to the point where this will might blow your mind too, I, I don't work the comedy store. I'm not passed at the comedy store. Well, they won't let me work the comedy store. Well, there's a lot of people that aren't passed to the comedy store for whatever reasons. And I wasn't passed to the comedy store until like fucking four years ago. I am a tobacco guy. I'm a big tobacco guy. I love dipping. I dipped all growing up. And I quit. I quit, but I love Black Buffalo Zero. If you don't know about Black Buffalo Zero, let me tell you about them. Black Buffalo is a great product line. If you're 21 and over 
and use nicotine, pouches, long cut, whatever, you have to try tobacco alternative Black Buffalo. Black Buffalo is everything you love, nothing you don't, the feel, the taste, the ritual, just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. Black Buffalo is actually made from a variety of cabbage leaves. Different leaf, same ritual. No matter whether you call it dip or chew, Black Buffalo makes all the flavors you know and love, like wintergreen, mint, straight peach, even blood orange, with and without pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Did you get that? With and without pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Big-name celebrities are using this product, like Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer. You can buy Black Buffalo online at blackbuffalo.com or at thousands of retail locations across the country by checking the store locator on their website. If you are like me and you're from Florida, you can check them out at your local pilot or racetrack stores. I love Black Buffalo because it's not nicotine. The Black Buffalo Zero I use is not nicotine, and it's not tobacco. It's not the leaf. It's not the stem. And it tastes identical. It brings back all the feelings. It's almost like sitting by a barbecue. You smell it and you get hungry. Does the same thing. Second I put in a Black Buffalo Zero, the conversation skyrockets. I relax, and I'm transported back to college when gossip was afoot. If you're 21 and over and use products like this, it's time to join the Black Buffalo herd. Head to blackbuffalo.com and use the promo code BERT at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code BERT for 15% off your first order. One last time. That's promo code BERT. For 15% off your first order. Morning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I fucking hate my wallet. I hate my wallet. I hate my wallet. It's big. It's bulky. All I want to do really is carry credit cards and a license. That's it. But someone got me my wallet for my birthday. Who buys a wallet for someone on their birthday? That's such a personal decision. I want a sleek, cool wallet. And I don't have that, but now I do. Now I do because we are sponsored by Groove Life. It's 2023. Are you still using the same wallet from 2003? It's time to update your wallet game. The Groove Wallet is sleek, low-profile wallet engineered for everyday use. One simple thumb motion perfectly fans out the six cards for easy access to find everything you need. And with its durable, high-quality aluminum outer shell, this wallet is unlike any wallet I've ever seen. Whatever happens to your Groove Life gear, they're here to help. With Groove Life 94-year no BS warranty. 94 years? I love that number. The Groove Wallet is the last wallet you will ever need. If you're the kind of guy who likes to carry a ton in his wallet and needs a little more space, well, they've got a detachable money clip or a premium leather card holder that maintains the sleek look Groove Life has become famous for, but gives you more room, the room you need. I love my Groove Life wallet. I, 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 we just got them. I just got back in the States, and we just got them on the bus, and I'm ready to switch over, and I'm so excited to switch over. I also got one for Ron because Ron is constantly sitting in the bus and always needs his wallet on him, and he loves it. It's just right in your pocket. It's very sleek. It's very comfortable. It's time to bring your wallet into the 21st century. Head to GrooveLife.com slash Burt and use promo code BERT for 20% off all Groove Life products. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code BERT for 20% off your order. One last time, that's promo code BERT for 20% off your order. So that's part of it because I believe that comedy podcasting was born out of the comedy store. All you guys are store people. So I wasn't there for the nascent, the beginning of podcasting. Yeah, but, I, but I'm not... 
I mean, I, I am a store guy in that I go to the, that's where I perform mostly yeah. at, but I'm not inherently a store guy in that I'm more an improv guy because I started doing sets at the improv in LA and I just never, the store wasn't, wasn't welcome to me, welcoming to me when I moved out here. And I didn't know those guys. And it seemed like a click that I wasn't going to break into. Mm. And then I think ultimately Tom became friends with Rogan and Joe reached out to me and we became friends. And then I became friends with all those guys before I even did the store. I didn't even perform at the store before that, I, I think. And then I made friends with them. And then when I got past, but pod, you're right. Podcasting is born out of the store. It's That's an interesting statement because you did have, there was a, there was a, tension between you and like uh like I'm, i don't even know who the comics would be but like i know what you're saying when we were young i know that you had this like tension because you had all this heat when you were young and you had all this stuff going on and i remember watching you butt heads with i don't even know who i, I, I want to say patrice but I, it's not no no patrice because those were all your guys yeah patrice patrice uh somebody said that there's a podcast episode where he was talking about me and saying just generous things i'll, I'll say this about all those guys uh, all the comedy seller in Boston guys, they were been nothing but kind to me. Yeah. In fact, when I would come up the cellar stairs and they were at the comics table, nobody ever made fun of me. They were just, they were cool. I don't think I've ever really butted heads with anybody. So then what do you, when you say you feel like a, a distance between you and the comedy community, what do you feel, where do you feel that is? Um, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I reached out to, I'm not going to say who, but two people, I'll tell you off the air, that yeah. are big in the podcast game. In fact, one, I did their podcast a few years ago. I said, why don't you hop on mine? And when I'm saying hop on mine, I'm yeah. also saying, I'd love to hop on yours. Yeah. Okay? And they flat out just, you know, no, I'm too busy. And I've gotten that before. That that bums me out. I got, I've gotten that, and then I've seen them on other people's podcasts. And I go, so you weren't too busy. Right. Just mine's not good yeah. enough for you. Yeah. And, and just, I feel like, like I've always felt like I'm not the comic that hangs out. So like if you see me at the if you see me at the store if I'm doing like one of the produced shows, I I dip in and I dip out because I know I'm going to get myself in trouble if I hang out too no, long. But, that's, but I think that's the the I, thing yeah. is you got like I cuz I would I felt really uncomfortable at the store when I first started going there. And I remember talking about it in therapy and my therapist was like, you know, you said you wanted to be a you wanted to work at the store. If you want to work at the store, you got to hang out at the store. You got to right. want, you got to show that you want to work at the store. Yeah. And so that was like the hardest thing for me is to be what I would argue was a successful comic trying to get past in front of people that weren't working. See, I just thought you were one of the original guys that no. was there with Bobby Lee early on and all that. I sort feel of the same way. I, so I felt a connection between me, you and Eddie if, cause I think we're all roughly the same age mm. and we all had a, almost like an outsiders. I always felt like an outsider in New York. I never felt like, I would never sit down at the table at the cellar. Yeah. I'd walk in. I they'd bust my balls for a second, but I'd just go to the bar, yeah. talk to Geraldo, talk to Attell, and fucking leave. Yeah. And I never, I never felt like I still to this day don't feel like I'm a comic that like sits around and just, you know, ribs and and does this stuff. Like I always feel like an outsider. But I felt that me, you, and Eddie Ift had that same, all had a weird kind of energy that we weren't like uh I don't know. This sounds really weird to say, but like we weren't entirely broken, so we didn't come into comedy going like, this will fix me. Like, right. we were like, oh, I, this is cool. I love this. This is what I, I found what I love to do, and I'm also going to work hard and try to succeed. Right. Like, it, 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 like when I'm done with my shows, I want to sit down and write everything 
that went right and wrong. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to sit there and just make fun of each other. Like I just didn't, I didn't hang out with the comics. Yeah. I, you know, maybe, maybe that came across as I was arrogant. Maybe I was arrogant. I, you would have a better perspective on me no. than me. You, you, I didn't, I never saw you as arrogant. I saw you as busy. I always, I always remember you having like a one of those uh, messenger bags on, and like a leather coat that went to your thighs, and just being busy, like going, uh -huh. "I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that." And in a weird way, this business, uh, our our com comics, um, do not reward hard work. They almost mock any sort of hard work. Like it's inherent in in comics to be like if they see you trying, yeah, to make fun of you at least. The generations when we started, the guys that were a little older, if they saw you trying, yeah. it was like they would make fun of you. Huh. I, I thought. I, I always felt like I felt like coming from uh not like a sports the only only analogy I ever had with comedy was sports, because I played sports growing up. So like the first time I ever did stand up, I remember saying to my dad, uh, do you remember the thing you said about Brad Radke growing up that he was going to play pro? That you could see it, that there was something different with him. Mm. I go, I think I found that in in comedy. I think yeah. that's my thing. And so I looked at comedy like I did just baseball, really, honestly, because baseball was a everyday kind of sport, and comedy was an everyday kind of sport. It wasn't like, and these are weird analogies, but as a as a catcher, my dad said uh, when I was a kid, he was like, um, he was like, there are people who can play baseball like they play football, meaning they got one game in them a week, mm -hmm. and then there's people that can play baseball like they play play football like they play baseball where they can play every single fucking day yeah a baseball player can show up every fucking day and play right and i love that i love the idea that comedy was like that that it was every fucking day every day that that, that you were gonna have bad sets but you played so much that you could get your average up yeah. and so and that was what i and i just but i remember seeing guys like me you and and eddie were like three dudes that were i just felt like on the outside very make funnable very uh and and doing our own thing mm. in that I was you and I I just remember you, especially when the documentary came out with the uh, the stand up documentary I remember going oh this is going to be fucking huge for him this is going to be fucking huge for him because it was all based right and I was like and this is I bet there's people that are like that are like oh fuck fuck him he shouldn't have gotten that I should have gotten that it's my turn that was the weird thing about our business is there's always been yeah. those weird rules. And I just never listened to him. I was, I was like, I'm, but that might be why I wasn't accepted because I don't play by the rules. I'm just no. like you. Know, I'll, I'll circumvent. I'm doing, it, and I'm not stepping on anybody because what I think is beautiful about stand-up comedy is there's room for everybody. Yeah. Like if I hear, did you hear what Burt Kreischer got? I'm like, great. Yeah. And but I mean, it hurts more now that I'm older and like I haven't succeeded to the point that I had hoped for. But still, there's plenty of room. And I'll, I mean, I'll tell a story. I wanted to tell the story today because it's about you. Do you remember when we were in the Dallas airport? No. This is years ago. This might be 15 years ago. And it was one of those days where, like, when you go through the airport, you see all the comics yeah. going to gigs, coming from gigs. Like, there's a turnover day. You know, it's yeah. Sunday or oh, yeah. Monday. And this, to me, says so much about your character and why I always respect you. Yeah, it's a it's a nice Burt story. Oh, good, good. I'm I'm like I'm pretty positive I was blacked out at the Dallas airport, <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> I think you'll I think you'll remember. So I see you. No, no, no. This is what happened. I was on a show called Teen Wolf. We did a hundred episodes. I remember. I do remember this. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Do you want to tell the no, story? No, you tell it. You tell it. Okay, I'll I'll tell it to so some fans recognize me 
and were like out of their minds, jumping up and down and probably wanted a picture. And yeah. then I look up and there you are filming it. And you're you're like so excited. Yeah. You said to, and you put it up there and you couldn't be more supportive. So you weren't going like, uh, what did you pay them to scream like that? Like you didn't cut yeah. down the moment. And I go, Bert is a supportive, nice person. And I wish there was more of that in comedy. Well, I don't. Um, I think I think I, I've always looked at it. I, I, I've seen things from a, um, from not the right perspective, maybe like I, I look at success in this business as like it should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Anytime anyone succeeds, everyone, you know, no one likes cancel culture more than comics. Comics, the second something comes out on some comic, every comic starts texting, especially like not, comics that aren't working, they're texting each other. Look at this fucking guy. Knew it. Garbage. Piece of shit. And wow. then you're just like, I remember when, I remember when uh, Hardwick got lit up and for, a, I mean, in all intents and purposes it seemed like a, just a being a bad boyfriend yeah i don't remember any of the details of any of these anymore i, I don't i mean i know that young lady and i know her father as well i know i know both of them and so so it's it's weird because i, I bad breakups are bad breakups I, and look whatever i'm not gonna but i remember the day that happened i was doing radio and all these comics started texting fucking hardwick's going down and i was like and they're I, happy about yeah, it and i was like i like chris hardwick He's always been very kind to me. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he's a little bit of a weirdo. Right. He's in. He, he's. We don't run in the same circles, and but he's always been very generous to me and very kind. And and I've known him for so long. I don't want to see anything bad happen to anyone. And when people succeed, I fucking love it. Like yeah. I love yeah. to watch people succeed. When I remember when Dane got written up in USA Today as the largest album selling comedian ever. I remember I was my dad texted me or called me. And he goes, do you have the USA Today? And I said, yeah. And he goes, your, your buddy, Dane Cook, he's he's just made fucking number one. And I remember taking that in, taking a shit, and thinking, <laughs> and thinking. Boy, nobody saw that. <laughs> that coming. That turned in the story. <laughs> Rico, this is a really nice story. <laughs> I remember sitting on the toilet going, so that's possible. Like, because that wasn't yeah. possible. Yeah. It's not like, you know, when Dice did Madison Square Garden, I think every all of us were. I mean, we were all. I don't think yeah. any of us were working at the time. Yeah. But, but like everyone's like, "Wow, that'll never happen." And then Dane did it. Now I'm not saying everyone does Madison Square Gardens, but a lot of people yeah. do Madison Square Garden, and it's not. It's and but it's only achievable now because Dice did it. Like it's only like mm -hmm. you got you people have to succeed for you to succeed. Also, you can't. Yeah. I, I don't believe in that whole fucking one dude gets all the fucking shit. I, I don't understand why comedians, and I'm not saying I'm the most supportive person in the world, Yeah, but, but I haven't had a chance to dole out, but I know I would dole out. I know if I was, like I was thinking the other day, if I, I always have this fantasy of I made a billion dollars doing stand-up comedy, how would I give back to the community? I've thought about that a lot. Okay, and you can hear me, there's one... Uh, Artie Lang, I was on his podcast years ago, yeah. and I said, you know what, I was living in New York at the time, I would have a bus that just would go from club to club, taking the comics to get, and you know, and he he's to this day still makes fun of that notion. That's bugging. Uh, by the way, I would just be riding that bus. I wouldn't even do his spots. I'd just be drinking on that bus going from club to club. That would be the funnest fucking bus be in a the great world. Bus, if it would like instead of us jumping in cabs or it, there weren't Ubers back then or, yeah. or the subway, you got the comedy. You got a couple of buses crossing town taking the comedy. What would that take? 
right? Oh. Now, yesterday, the fantasy was I would set up a podcast studio space with producers and lighting and a changeable background, and I would allow comics to come in who are at a certain level. That's yep. the only thing that gets hard. How do you determine who can and who can't? But I'm always like, how can comics give back? Because if you look at, like, musicians, you ever see, like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and every great—it's Paul McCartney on stage with Bob Dylan, and they're, they're playing a, a, this song, and that, like, uh, Mick Jagger's there. Yeah. You go— these people are so supportive. And you do see that in the podcast community. But for the most part, comics are not that. They're not going to, that's why I asked you earlier, you found this guy, are you going to help the guy? Are yeah. you going to elevate the guy? So when I was in that documentary, I'll bring it back to me personally, and, and it can come back to if someone's being canceled or a comics in trouble, it gives you the ammunition, the comics and the comedy community to take that person down. Yeah. So even if it's not true at all, you can go, bye. I, I know the guy. I believe that yeah. he did it or she did it. I believe it. So that documentary gave people ammunition to say, I don't like the guy. That that was, uh, it's so, in, that documentary is so fucking interesting. I haven't, re I, I watched it when it came out and I recently watched a couple clips, but it's just so there's so much loaded in that. Yeah, why, why is it interesting? First of oh, all, it's you should... Interested. It's interesting because you were 100% uh, an open book. You gave them... You gave them complete access to all your emotions, all your thoughts, all the things we think inside but don't say out loud. You thought inside and said out loud. Like, it, it's so easy. And there, and by the way, now, now it's even more... The clip I just watched the other day was uh the Stephen Wright clip and that that's even more fascinating because I because <laughs> when I watched it for the first time I had never ever experienced what you were experiencing and what you were experiencing was a ton of heat like I'm talking the industry was it was Orny Adams day and they were asking you what flavor cake you wanted for anything you had the most you had the most powerful manager in the business representing you and you had the biggest comic in the world putting you in his documentary. And so as they're filming you and that heat was so fucking intense, I'd never experienced anything like that. I still haven't, but I've experienced the part where you said, I've experienced the part where you say something uh, reckless, like, oh, and where the fuck's, like, I've done that. Because when you get a little heat, you get a little belief in yourself. And you're like, yeah, yeah. fuck you, I'm here. How about how about everyone just pay attention to me for a second? I bust my ass to get here and and... The Barry Katz, what a fucking, <laughs> what a fucking guy! He it's just, it's just like Barry yeah. to fucking come in and enter. And by the way, you had that's the other part. It's like people don't know you know Barry. That's not like a stranger that just walked in. Yeah, it's a guy you know very intimately who knows a lot about you. Yeah, and I watched that recently, and I so empathized with your statement because I've done that. Where you're like, and and what's he doing now? And they're like, he's directing. He just won an Oscar, and you're like, right? You're like, okay, oh. fucking. Can we not put that in the movie, please? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't, here's how unaware I was. I don't think I saw anything wrong with that. Like, I was just like, I was a young guy because to me, success was something else. And in awe of Stephen Wright growing yeah. up, for yeah. sure. The funny thing is that this thing, people still watch this, I, and I don't know why. I wish they would release the original version of this. I thought it was more even. They showed more clips of me doing stand-up, so you, you, uh -huh. had, you could form an opinion whether it was funny or not. It showed me in a U-Haul packing it up and going off to Los Angeles where I got a, a huge deal with Warner Brothers yeah. television for my own sitcom. But people watch it and they still, first of all, people are so dumb 
they think it's saw you in the new Seinfeld thing. It's like it's not even in HD. It's not even filling the rectangle on the screen, you dumb asses. Seinfeld looks 12. Do you think maybe it's it's released years later? And it's, you're, you're, who do you think you are? What what an asshole. And I sit there and I go, I'm the asshole. Bill Cosby is in this documentary. Yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. still the asshole. Chris, Chris Rock pulls him aside and says, like, we just watched Bill Cosby. He's the most genius Right? And yeah. That, and by the way, they also, sidebar, he shits on Gary Valentine. By the way, uh, executive produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and I'm still the asshole. <laughs> do, you see, do you understand? I might be the only one in this documentary that hasn't been to prison. Wait, how did how did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, but people, I'm still the asshole it's, because I said I believed in myself. This is because, before. But, this is before reality television. Yes, this is before. This is before everything. But people are watching it now, still forming the same opinion. They just don't understand editing. They don't understand the producers will go. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if you, uh, if you, you know, said Seinfeld's not that funny, or yeah. you know, you don't think you you think you're funnier yeah. than Bill Cosby or whatever? Like, wouldn't it be natural as a comedian to go? Uh, I'm funnier than Cosby. I mean, why wouldn't you? The yeah. only reason you're getting up on stage, people are getting up on stage right now thinking they're funnier than us and they're younger than us and they should think that. Yeah. You should want to take out the big person and have that confidence. So when you were telling the stories earlier about your father and these sports analogies, I'll tell you where, where the, the uh, road diverges. And that is sports is quantitative, okay? Yeah. You can point to right field and you can knock it out of the park and if it goes out of the park, it's a home run, and you can't deny that. Yeah. In comedy, if you don't like the person, you're just not going to laugh. Even it doesn't matter how funny it is. Yeah. And you can say, it's not funny. I don't like them. I don't like them. I've and had people, those people at my show look cross, at, the, cross your arms in the front row yeah. and decide not to laugh, and you're like, huh? What, why would you have that energy? And it, that's just what they want. That's yeah. what they fucking want. Yeah, they want to be there to troll you and put you down. And, and that's why... Like it, I don't know what I was gonna say, but it's it's that documentary was such. I mean, it's such. A, do you think it helped me or hurt me in the long run? Overall, I think it. I think it helped you overall. Mm. I think it. Well, really, I, my my career could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you feel like it hurt you? I think it's done so many things. I can't believe I'm still talking about it. I mean, when it, last, after the special, after it came out, when when I shot Secret Time, you released a special. Uh, takes the third. Yeah, what was it? it was it, I remember? Did you shoot this in Santa Ana? Is this what we're talking about? What the special? You, I, I, I was getting ready to shoot Secret Time, and it was must have been 2017. Oh, okay, more and, than loud, yeah. And and uh, and I remember talking to you about your special. I loved your fucking special, but Thanks. I think I think you, it's like, I think something like that. I think everything builds up, builds who you are. I think everything is. There's things I massively regret that are out there that i not even just i mean there's just so much really i mean yeah like yeah what? like just anything i mean the <laughs> fucking the fact i've overshared with my relationships with comics in the industry that were negative and the fact that i didn't need to say any of that i could have just never said a fucking word right another reason why i haven't done podcasts because yeah. i'm afraid you know of saying things or oversharing i overshare I a lot and that's what the one cool thing about this is that we if if there's anything you don't like, we'll take it out. No, and so, but uh, but yeah, keeping like, everything, including remember, the names of those three people. Yeah, that I screwed Bird over. <laughs> I remember when we used to do Rogan early, back in the day. It was live, so there's, I mean, there's 25 podcasts I did. Yeah, that are just me high as fuck, 
with no no recollection of what I said, yeah. just going home the next morning and being like, okay. And 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 but there's and there's little things that I think my personality is especially on podcasts how I represented myself has changed in so many different ways where you're doing the thing that you said where the producer says uh wouldn't it be funny if you said you were fun you're funnier than Seinfeld well we I've done that on podcasts where maybe that's the big stamp that everyone sees for a while and you got to kind of outgrow it and go uh, yeah that was a bit we did it's not I mean it's done I don't want it to define who I fucking am. Yeah. But you just got to kind of look past those and just keep driving forward. But I would argue, and I told this to Bobby Lee too, the reason you're successful is because you are an open book. Well, that's, but that's why I liked, that's the thing that made me love you in that documentary was, and and I kind of was like, I, it kind of made me look at Seinfeld a little differently. Cause I was like, I was like, why, that, he did kind of show shitty sides of you that wasn't, that weren't cool. But, I identified with every single one of them. I identified with every single one of them because as a comic, you just shared every fucking thought you had. You did not edit at all. You let them, you gave them 100% access and that's the only way to fucking, and by the way, it's a documentary. How many documentaries have been made about stand-up? It's a documentary people still talk about today. Mm-hmm. It's the, and there's been doing documentaries forever. But I think, and I think that it's, I don't think anyone in, I mean, if, look, if they're watching today thinking it was made today, they're a fucking moron. But I think anyone who watched it when we watched it now looks at it and goes, oh, I can't wait to see what he's doing. You know what I mean? No, you know, it's interesting because that that special more than loud that you liked, I loved it. Thanks, dude. Yeah. It's now on YouTube. Okay. That's great. I, I, I bought it back from Showtime. I wanted to sell it to Netflix. I wanted to sell it to other places during the pandemic. I go, this is going to be easy, right? Aren't they going to need content? We can't. Yeah. It's a year and a half of being shut down. Nobody wanted it. So my team said, put it up on YouTube. I go, for free? They go, just let's just see. You can always take it down. I put it up on YouTube expecting, I did it in uh, conjunction with or uh, at the same time as the Marin podcast. So I was going to do the Marin podcast and put this up to give people a point of reference because I knew we were going to get into it, Marin and I. I knew it. And uh, I put it up. I go, I just want to get, I remember this. Guys like me and you drive Mark Marin crazy. Absolutely. To this day, he still, (laughs) he loved me for two days after that podcast. He's back to hating me again. He said to me, he said to me the other day, I love the color of this pot. Uh, this, yeah. this uh, I really love the color. So look at uh, look at that. I put it up trying to get twenty five thousand views. Look at what it's at. One point five million. That's fucking awesome. Dude. For me, that's a big deal. That's as viral. See, I said I put this on YouTube a few months ago, hoping to get twenty five thousand views. So I just put my the one before that on takes the third two days ago, and it's already up to. 30,000. For me, these are, these are big numbers. But, but for anyone, they're big numbers. Yeah, I mean, I for expect... For anyone, it. they're big numbers. This is a great fucking special. This is a great fucking special. Well, there's some great discussion under there about... Like, somebody just posted... Look at... Find the comment from a few minutes ago. Somebody said... Where did you shoot that? Uh, right here in uh, the El Portal Theater. Somebody... You gotta go to the most recent one. Somebody... I love the people that tip you. Look at that. $50. No. Yeah, $50. Wait, you can make money on YouTube? Oh, yeah, people, like that. this is crazy, Bert. People just Venmo me and PayPal me and go, thanks for the laugh. Like, ridiculous amounts of money. Shut the fuck up. Like, more than $50. Look at this. Every fucking comment is positive. Well, look at- See, this is what I'm saying, is that anyone who saw you in that Seinfeld documentary that watches this special, and I watch that special, yeah. and I was like, I was like, man, this is a fucking great goddamn special. I remember hitting you up and saying, so, get, what, like, where did you shoot it? Like, I asked yeah. you a bunch of things. The first thing you said is- uh, 
shoot it where you have fans. That was the only thing I really remember out of that conversation. God, I give good advice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you Wait. said, shoot it where you have fans. And I was like, and you're like, you do not want them to pay for a room. You want your fans to be there. So make sure you have fans. And I remember saying to you, I go, I'm doing Philly. And you're like, can you fill it? And I was like, I've already sold it. And you're like, yeah. you're going to be Well, because right. I'll tell you the story. Scroll, because this gets back to comedian. There's one that was this one. There's another five bucks. Thanks, person, for five bucks. Somebody says something, you'll you'll see in a minute, about I saw you in Comedian and I couldn't watch you for years after that. Comedian's a documentary. By the way, this is where I get my feelings hurt as I start reading it and then one's like, this guy's so much better than that. I love Bert Kreischer. And yeah. I go, wow, did, like yeah. I, I don't read my comments. I don't read any of my comments. But the other day I read a comment. I was, it was someone it shitting was on someone he'll and I was like, he'll find it. Yeah. I was someone shitting on someone and I was like, I was like, oh, oh my God, what is going on here? And I got into the comments thinking i've got to be safe yeah i'm not even mentioned and then someone wrote oh you know burt chrysler's gonna have his feelings hurt about this yeah because it, it did upset me yeah. and i was like motherfucker I'm, I'm in someone else's comments yeah oh, that's and then they, why at you they were it's today it's today dude it's today it's towards the top i saw this morning I, and i comment on every single one because i really appreciate that he's got to go back up it's today Go all the way to the top. Um, so I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you why I gave you that advice. When I was shooting Takes the Third, which is a special I just put up. It's the one before this one. Is that up right now? It's up. I just put it up. Yeah, to, on Christmas. Uh, look, at, look at that one. Why isn't this shit on Netflix? You know? But where's somebody said something about I couldn't watch you for years. So there's some interesting discussion that goes on. Maybe he'll find it. Maybe he won't. Um, so here's 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 what happened. I hope you like that. By the way, like and subscribe. That helps my my algorithm. <laughs> and tip me if that's Bert's account. Give me a nice big tip. So um, so when I did this is how you have to take control of your career. And yeah. I could tell you several stories like this, including how I got on the Tonight Show for the first time. But I'll tell you this story about my special because I just remembered it. When I was taping uh, takes the third. We were setting up, we had production meetings and they were doing uh, about six specials that weekend. They were going to, everyone was going to use the same camera crews, the same stage. We'd have different backdrops, the same director. Okay. And then it came down to, they were going to release the tickets. And I said, what are we selling the tickets for? And they said, oh, no, no, we, we give the tickets away. I said, no, 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 what? I have enough fans in Southern California. Yeah. I've been doing Irvine Improv, Brea Improv, uh, the Ice House. I go, I can sell 500 tickets for a special. I know it. They go, we're not even set up to sell tickets. We just do this mass giveaway. Uh, who's uh, producing this? I don't, it, well, tell me off air. I found it. It's yeah. in the other stand-up specials comments. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. So what does it say? Uh, Orny's one of the funniest guys, period. I will never understand that 2020, two, that 2002 documentary. It's not like they were amateur videographers. They knew damn well you can make people look good or bad with editing. Orny should have taken over the world after making that, but I know for me. It took years before I was willing to listen to him again and then saw he was great. What the fuck? That's a nice compliment. That's seven hours ago. And that's by? Pajama person. Pajam Pedgeman TV. TV. Pedgeman TV. Yeah. And I respond to all the comments. And then some people, they go, it, it's like uh, Gilbert Godfrey and Bill Burr had a baby. <laughs> and then I always write underneath it. I don't think those two are even sleeping together. <laughs> I just, I, like, why do you have to make a comparison? How about I'm just Orny Adams? Yeah. And if I am a little Gilbert Godfrey, maybe it's because I'm Jewish. If I'm a little Bill Burr, maybe it's because we're both from Boston. Yeah. You know, it's like, who gives a shit? Like, why do you have why to compare? Can't you, why can't you? Look, I've never, I've never... 
I can see influences in people that'll be distracting at times, but I don't see that with you. I, I get Lewis Black. It's like, I don't, I didn't study these. I studied Woody Allen. I studied uh, Sam Kinison. The only thing Kind of young. I'll give you, oh my God. Yeah. People think this just came out too. They go, boy, you keep getting younger. Like people don't understand. So here's, so here's what happened. I have notes. So here's the thing, right? So they said, so the meeting's wrapping up and they go, all right, so tickets go on sale Tuesday. It's with this code, you know, Orny special, whatever, right? And they, and I said, what if I want to get some comps? They said, yeah, just let us know ahead of time how many comps you want. I said, 500. <laughs> they go, what? I go, I want 500 comps. They go, what are you talking about? I go, I'm going to give them away to my fans. I'll do an email blast yeah. to my fans. And they go, what? This is, no one's ever done this Wait, before. You got to tell me who's producing this. They, they go, this has never been done. How, uh, what, what? Mass confusion, papers flying, tears, you know, yeah. chaos in the room. Because uh, I'm thinking outside the box. And they said, we'll give you three days to fill the place. I, I, within an hour, I sent them a list with 500 people. And that's why if you look at this special, there's people holding up foam fingers that say, Oney Adams wearing t-shirts yeah. from my shows. Like they're fans. They're fans. And that's why this special works. That's why the last special uh, takes the third works because you have to take control of everything. I would have never let them. I would have. Yeah, I, I have. a. I take almost too much control because. Uh, no such thing. I, I'm pretty neurotic about little things like I, like uh, the soles of my shoes. Like I, I, I don't like mirrored stages. I hate mirrored stages. Yeah, yeah. Um, the So wait. Uh, and you're shooting another one? When are you shooting the next one? Well, so that's the thing. Uh, now the plan is, my team says, you know what you should do? Because so-and-so did this and so-and-so did this. You should spend 80000 of your own dollars, shoot it, and put it up on YouTube for free. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a smart business plan, but that's what, that's what it's come down to. Well, it's, well here's the argument. So like I'll I'll take a look at St Stavros, Ari Schultz. Mm -hmm. um, uh, who else is big? I think uh, Giannis did it. Gillis. Shane Gillis, Mark yeah, Norman. Yeah, but only late to the party. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, no. They're they're all they're all doing their own thing and putting it up, and 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 they're really in control of their careers. Yeah, Stavros probably more than I mean I'm only very acutely aware of stavi because because uh i kind of I, I i watched it all happen like I, I fell in love with the guy when he, they were on come town i just gotta i fucking find he makes me giggle really hard him mm. and nick and adam that that group made me giggle really hard and i watched him do all his stuff and i saw what he was where he was performing and what he was doing and i watched him open for bobby and then when he released his he took control of his career in a fucking insane way. And now he's selling more tickets in Boston than probably 95% of the comics that are going to Boston. Mm. And then he's not from Boston. Yeah. So like I, that, I watched that. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Good shit is good shit. If, if putting it anywhere, anywhere, just getting an opportunity. I was just talking to a friend who had who was deciding whether or not he wanted to shoot it on Netflix or HBO Max. And he was going back and forth, and we were texting, and he said, you know, what do you think? And I was like, my advice is fucking pointless, because I don't, I really don't 
know any i don't know i don't know where halston's gonna find his materials i just know that the guy i was texting with is fucking hilarious and so i wrote back you are absolutely hilarious anywhere you put it people will find it you're you're that talented so just put it up wherever the fuck it needs to go up Mm. like don't don't listen to my advice whatever the fuck you're gonna do do it because it's gonna be great you're that good and i'd say the same for you you i i dude there are very few specials that I watched and I went, wow, fuck, that's a great special. Like, that's a legit, you're, that special, the um, the the one before this. More Than Loud. Wait, I just remembered it as the blue special. It had a lot of blue. <laughs> the white I, pants and the I blue. Love, I love the blueness in it. I love the I love the angles. I loved, I, yeah. there's so much I loved about that special. Sebastian's when he's in the teal fucking sweater. Yeah. I remember watching that and going like, motherfucker, this is good. This is great. Isn't um, it great when comedy's great? Jackie. Cation's last special. Hmm. Jackie Cation's last fucking special is so fucking brilliant. Huh. That you go, th- th- this is where I'd say, I say this, I say this, uh, w- like cautiously. I'm not, I don't mean, I'm not throwing, throwing, uh, fucking shots fired or anything, but I will say one of the benefits someone like you or Jackie or or uh or someone who's been doing it longer that maybe has been underrepresented in the media and hasn't had the netflix specials or the showtime specials or what that one of the benefits is when you put something out it's fucking good Mm. you know how to do stand-up comedy you've been doing it your whole adult life so that's why that's getting 1.25 million views and that's why the next one you shoot i would argue put a little money into it make it look beautiful i would shoot it and then i'd weigh your options yeah, YouTube's look. Everyone's going to YouTube for the content right Listen, now. Listen, if if this if this thing is seen, you know, a few million times and it starts selling a lot of tickets for me on the road, I get it. I don't notice if you notice this, but I am aging, and I'm for the first time. I'm like, stop! I'm gonna fix this. Thank God we've got this new sponsor, Lumen. Lumen is skincare brand for men with products that keep your face clean while helping reduce the signs of aging. One of the best bundles they have is the Anti-Fatigue Essential Bundle, which includes Dark Circle Defense, a daily dose of the best under-eye cream for men that smooths out your crow's feet and softens fine lines, all while soothing those tired, puffy eyes, brightening your dark circles, and fights the signs of premature aging with this must-have addition to your men's skincare routine. The Charcoal Cleanser. You can stop using that harsh, dirty bar of soap on your face. Lumen's Skin Detoxifying Charcoal Cleanser removes grime while helping keep your skin's pH balance. This exfoliating formula can help oily skin, remove dead skin cells and excess skin, and help repair damaged skin. Manzi, does this sound like something you want? A moisturizing balm. Built to target dullness and dryness, your face will feel more hydrated and look more refreshed than ever. The exfoliating rub. This is what I love. Non-irritating, less abrasive exfoliant with the combination of charcoal and green tea Deeply cleanses skins, removes dead skin cells, and brightens uneven skin. Thousands trust Lumen with their skin because it just works. It has over 5,000 five-star reviews. Lumen is so confident that their product works, they're offering a 30-day free trial. Getting started is easy. Go to LumenSkin.com, take their two-minute online quiz, and they will recommend the right product for you and your specific case. Burt Castle listeners will get a free gift with the code BERT. Working long hours, traveling a lot can make you look tired. Lumen 
can help reduce fine lines and eye bags. I will say this about the internet and these opportunities to self-produce. It has saved my career. Yeah. I would save all of ours. I would be nowhere. Hold on. It saved all of ours. Like I, I was, I was at the bottom, my bottom of what, six years ago, five years ago. Come on. Really? Dude. Fired from travel channel. Uh, is that still on the Travel Channel? I'm having a little snickers. No, the Travel Channel's gone. I know. I think they still. You know, I had a show on the Travel Channel too. For America real? After Dark. Yeah, years ago. In fact, I was on when I was living in New York City, and you could only get the Travel Channel like north of 34th Street, and I live south of 34th Street, so I had to go up to my sister's house to watch my show oh. on her cable channel. Yeah, that's no. when I. That's how early I was on Travel. Channel. I was on Netflix, by the way. I was on Netflix back my first CD DVD. Path of Most Resistance was on Netflix before Netflix was even Netflix. They reached out to me through my website and said, we want to buy physically 10 of your CD DVDs. I'm trying to find that email. And they paid full price. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I just made $200. I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) This is, um, no, I got fired from Travel Channel. I was supposed to do the Funny or Die tour. I got pulled off that. Why? Uh, Because I was making, uh, well, I think mostly the tickets to the shows I was on weren't selling, so they canceled those shows. And it, but I wasn't a name; I wasn't going to sell those tickets at all. Right. Um. I didn't have any money coming in. Uh. Leanne was redoing our house. It was just a moment where you're just like, "What the fuck?" And uh. And this is I and inspiring. I, I How long ago was this? Six years ago. When's it, when? When did the machine get posted? 2017. And so I, I want to say it was today. It was today. What? This is the anniversary of the lowest point of your life? 28th. Yeah. This Uh, is the anniversary of the lowest point of your life? Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow is. Wow. Tomorrow is. That's crazy. Yeah. I worked. I worked. I worked. Look Oxnard. at your I, face. I worked Oxnard. Why? I remember. Oh my God! Anytime you work Oxnard, it's the lowest point in your life. <laughs> I love. Oxnard. Did you see Whitney Cummings got in trouble for like shitting on Oxnard? I fucking love Oxnard. I don't know how she she doesn't know what Oxnard is. She thought Oxnard is Santa Santa Barbara. Yeah. She thought that's what it was. So she was making fun of it, not realizing it is a predominantly agricultural community where uh, where. It's 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 not the people she thought she was making fun of. <laughs> but she didn't even show up for the show. Oh, she had to cancel the show. I think, yeah. I think Bobby Lee took her weekend. I would have taken it. I love that place. I love Oxnard. Beautiful I paid, club. I was getting paid 25 grand for New Year's Eve. Mm. 25 I, grand. I remember this, and I thought, I can't believe they're paying Bert that much. <laughs> <laughs> I sold zero tickets. I remember that, too. I sold <laughs> I so little tickets. Tom was fat shaming me. We were doing a weight loss competition uh-huh. with Rogan that i was going to lose i knew my beard was getting shaved off and i had discovered a couple things that i found very insightful i discovered i learned how to edit right right before then i was doing vlogs Mm -hmm. and i learned in doing vlogs how to edit and i learned how to add music and i learned how to loop music and i learned that i learned how to do that and then i i started making posts on Instagram that I was just jazzed up a little bit. Yeah. But they were jazzed up enough where they looked professional. Mm-hmm. And I remember The Rock retweeted The Rock oh, retweeted cool. me or commented me, DM'd me. And then... How many people at their lowest point in their life can say The Rock is retweeting them? And, uh, that, yeah. And then that was at Christmas. Yeah. And then Rogan uh, called me and was like, dude, these videos are fucking badass. Those two moments, I was like, 
I sold zero tickets. I had done Oxnard. I was driving back. I was listening to Credence Clearwater Revival. And I said, I'm going to take charge of my career. I am not listening to anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of the rules. Good. I'm going to make content that I find good. I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to promote my shows. And I'm going to take control of my career. And, and I, the one of the first things I did is I started uploading clips to my YouTube from my special it was illegal i didn't realize what i was doing was not allowed mm-hmm. i was just uploading the whole yeah, special yeah, to yeah. youtube yeah yeah and and uh and on this day it's got 50 million views right now yeah, it just hit 50 uh 50 million yeah. yeah holy shit now i feel bad about myself turns out the 29 is going to be the lowest point of my life too <laughs> i was excited about 1.5 million thanks bert and i was going to say if i may it's almost as if you went back to Burt Kreischer working at the con- at the yeah, uh, I Boston. Had to. I had to. You became the guy who wasn't going to play by the rules. It's as if you got lost for all those years, and it. you came back to your dad's advice, and you were like, "I'm not going to take this crap. I'm going to play by my own rules." I'm, now, how yeah. is Joe Rogan not selling you, on that podcast in 2017? You're not selling tickets based on that. Uh, I, I would. I could. Uh, well, it was. I mean, it was really Rogan dependent. Is a lot of us would have to hit up Rogan and be like, "Yo, can you?" repost my tweet about my show in portland oh, that's and then cool. you'd move some tickets but uh but also people didn't know me as a stand-up they knew me as travel channel joe rogan's friend yeah so i was like i was like steve Rinella or or um or fucking alton brown or anyone that would have been or bourdain i was just a guy that was on travel channel they didn't know me as a stand-up per se and that clip went viral and i remember going and then doing rogan the next two days and then I started selling tickets, and then I started every idea I had I, that I thought it was good. Like I started doing this thing called the Wait Staff Raffle, and then that went viral. And then I and I was just like, I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna shoot everything, cover everything, post everything, and I'm gonna I'm gonna self promote. And I remember people going, I remember hearing, I remember hearing a guy I thought was a really good friend make fun of me, and he's like, I'm not some, I'm a real comic. I'm not gonna fucking put on a speedo to sell tickets and i remember a guy i liked that i thought we were really good friends saying that it was recent by the way and i was like who was that oh and i was like it's edited it's, out obviously it's interesting because everything has to be edited yeah. out in this podcast well i just it's, i don't because yeah, I, I, I like the guy i know he just doesn't like me no but i remember uh i remember seeing you make these videos i think you're the reason we have to like go hey everybody i'll be at the jimmy kimmel comedy club new year's eve come see me yeah. like you were doing these like videos and it was is interesting. Mean, I had I had an idea where I said I want to do a dance video. I, I, I wanted to do I was watching uh, hip hop dance videos yeah. with my daughters. So I pitched for Sober October one year. We should do hip hop dance. Yeah. And uh that everyone shit on it. And they're like this, the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I said, Well, I'm gonna learn a hip hop dance. So I learned a hip hop dance for twelve hundred bucks. I hired a girl named D Glazer and I did this dance and I learned how to do this dance. Ah. And um and I posted it. I like when she grabs her junk. She's great. And so I did this dance. That's funny. I was sweating so bad that yeah, day. Back, a lot of back sweat going and on. And so I did this video, and I put my tour dates at the end, and it sold out all my tour dates. Wow. So, and for, so immediately I was like, okay. So there's Bert with his shirt off. Uh, that, I want to ask you another question. Yeah. Do you, are there any days, how do you feel about your body? Uh. That's so funny. I never really thought. I didn't. I didn't grow up as a fat kid. I mm-hmm. hear there's like kids that grew up as fat kids always see themselves as fat kids. I was always in shape, so I always see myself in shape. Like I always find the thing. You're the opposite of me. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh. 
I like the shoes. And so I put all my tour dates. That's great. And then those all sold out. Amazing. Those all sold out the day I posted this. The day I posted Holy this video. Shit. Wow. So then the next one I did was like, and then I I, I got a, I got kind of screwed in this because I I set it up so that I was like, put me in bigger venues, put me wherever you want. I'll sell the tickets. I can do this. Yeah. And so the next one I did was a marching band one where I hired a marching band for like, I think three thousand dollars to come to my backyard. And I was like, and no preparation. I was like, I just put on a speedo and I was like, yeah. What song do you guys know? And they were like, uh, we know um, Rubber Band Man. That was the only one they I don't all even knew know that song. And so we did, uh, we did uh, Rubber Band Man. They just played it, hmm. and uh, and I just, I just, I directed it in the moment. I said, "All right, I'll be lifting weights, and then I'll walk out." And uh, and someone throw me the marching band stick, and then uh -huh. the guy will come out with the drums behind me, and then you guys will be around my pool. Is this this is the making of? Yeah, I mean, you're a management team wet dream because. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not a wet dream because I'm so, I'm, I'm actually a nightmare. Oh. Because I'm so, so I just had these guys sit around the pool and we did it. Yeah, and then it sold out all those tickets. That's great. And so, and so then I started going, okay, so for added shows, I'll do smaller things. But for big announcements, like we just did the cruise, the fully loaded cruise. And then for fully loaded, I was like, oh, this will be perfect. Because you, we were in arenas and stadiums. Yeah. I was like, we can always add tickets. You can always add tickets there. You never sold out. Right. So I was like, let's bring a whole production team with us. So we shot during the day. The editors would sleep during the day. They they'd work all night. And in the mornings, they'd post. And we set record attendance in so many of the venues. So you're shooting the shows and then releasing shooting clips. Just fun. Just fun. Whatever's fun. Like, yeah, that's uh, what I, I'm I want. Working this. Out. Yeah. This like, is yeah. what I want. Dude, because there's so many moments that are unscripted. In fact, I have a tab yeah. on my uh, YouTube, unscripted moments that are just funny. That just happens spontaneously, and it makes people realize when you when you watch a comedy special, you you have you have a beginning A, and you have a, the, the the Z, the end, and you got to get there. Yeah. But when you see live comedy, you're gonna see shit. Like, don't watch stand up comedy on these streamers in YouTube and think that's what happens at clubs, no. it's or or theaters or wherever you're playing. It, it's beautiful. Like that's why it's really important to. Put those unscripted moments. Well, that's up what there. that's the beauty of of just shooting content. And, but you, you kind of like I when you said I do it all myself. I did it all myself for the longest time, and I I don't miss it because I would get stressed out. Like when you did the so the, the fucking no, oh, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. I used to get so stressed out because I would do it all myself. But I loved the I loved the. I love the making something. The making something yeah. was the funnest fucking part. Yeah. Is you make something cool. But so like we did, I don't know, we did vlogs, we've done everything. Uh now now everything's kind so of out of my hands. Any days you don't want to take your shirt off. You're just like, I'm just not feeling it today. I don't feel good about myself. No. no. no I get I love the energy of I love the energy of taking your shirt off. Do you know, I don't think I've ever had my shirt off in public. I don't for real? Yeah, I don't at the beach, I don't take I, I no. Yes. For real? Yeah, pool part. Like you'll see. If I ever go to a pool party, I just never get in. I'm really, really yeah. Oh, I'm so Florida like that. Yeah. Like oh, I, I love, yeah. I love being naked. I was a naked dude my whole fucking life. Always. Were, one of those, were you a dirty kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dirty naked kid. I didn't. I mean, I wore speedos up until, up until I wore speedos up until I was like twelve. Mm. Like that's what I swam. Spider Man. No, oh, no, speedos. The speedos. Yeah. Oh, up let's get I was twelve. I just wear a speedo and I'd be in a speedo. I put on a speedo in the morning. And we go fucking play. Yeah. And I just like the idea of like being free. I yeah. still love it. And then at when, son, when I was, 
11 or 12 that I remember the first time I got shamed for wearing a Speedo. Mm. Like people were, kids were making fun of me. I think it's the end of the innocent kid I was. And now all of a sudden I had to start following the rules. Mm. And so I wore sun britches. Sun britches? No, sun. Uh, sun decks? What was that? Sun, sun. Sun, type in sun britches. They were fucking bad. I wouldn't mind a pair of sun britches now. So you wearing, this is you being defiant and being a rebel. Sun britches. Sun britches were fucking No, I don't awesome. know those. There was another sun something that up north we wore. I want to get back to, uh, those are cool. Sun britches were cool as fuck. I'd wear those. Sun. I just bought a pair of retro pony sneakers. They, they weren't um, They weren't elastic waistband. They were buttoned waistbands. I did, buttoned waistbands don't look good on me. Uh, they, they don't make look good fat. on anyone. Yeah, except surfers. Yeah, yeah. So surfers. I want to get back to Oxnard because what's interesting about Oxnard which I do like. I just want to yeah. make sure that's clear. And what's interesting is- <laughs> Everyone's so, terrified of Oxnard I'm scared. Jeez, I don't want to get canceled in Oxnard. Uh, My wife's in Oxnard right now. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I got what Whitney was trying to do. She was trying to be funny, yeah. but tonally it may have missed. And nowadays, if you miss like that, like she was getting like death threats. I did oh, yeah. I did her podcast right around that time. And she's like, don't mention Ox. I'm like, what happened? I don't know what's like, yeah. what's your drama? She, uh, well, she. I think she was- it's the reason I don't talk about like politics is she wasn't being a dick. She was honestly, she was misinformed in what that city was. Mm. She thought she was punching up, but in fact, she's a wealthy woman making fun of what, 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 and I read it in the comments, what is a very working class city. Right. And so they, I think that. But those I, are the best cities for comedy. Oh yeah. Yeah. P Philly, Philly is Philly, Boston, Cleveland, Omaha, Detroit, any, Detroit. Those are like the greatest fucking cities for comedy. You know, I mean, they say no. Stanhope said this a long time ago, but Oxnard, Oxnard's a great place. I love that yeah. club. I love that club. I ran my hour every time I was about to do an hour. I go. Out there I think some it. people get angry at Oxnard because it's such a big room; it's hard to fill the tickets. But that's not Oxnard's fault. No, no yeah. that's Levity Live's fault. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the comics' fault if you don't if you don't sell the tickets if you don't hire the marching it's band. Hard. That's a lot of tickets. Those, those a lot rooms, of tickets. That and stand up live are a lot of fucking tickets. But I hate move. when comics get in trouble when because you have to be able to take risks. You have to be able to get out there and like it shouldn't you know your life shouldn't be on the line because well, I of think, it. I think sh I, I I don't think. I mean, I read some of the comments, but I I I, I just I don't. What I don't Shame. think outrage is. I don't think outrage is as genuine as it was. Like, I think it's easier to get outrage. It's easier to get outrage, post it, and then almost like forget about it, mm. than it than it was. Like, I remember outrage, genuine outrage was like the Janet Jackson nipple slip. Mm. When people had to write a letter yeah. to fucking, I mean, yeah. that was genuine out. I mean, yeah. that was like, I remember going to places and hearing people talk about that. Right. Because your kids were watching and all of a sudden it's a girl's tit and like, but the trend is, and this this is why it makes comedy harder and harder, is everybody's outraged about everything. Everybody, their flight's delayed, and instead of just calling somebody and going, I can't believe it's delayed, the solution now is to pick up the monitor, the computer monitor, and throw it I at watched, the gate I watched, I watched a comic. I watched a comic. I saw that. That Do you see that lady that did that? Yeah. Fucking lunatic. I, I don't... Think, I get scared. I haven't been on a flight, knock on wood, I haven't been on a flight where there's been... A drunk passenger who loses his shit on it, but that scares the fuck. I out have, of me. I have. When we were coming out of COVID, I was not on a single flight where somebody wasn't taken off. It was. Are you serious? Weekly. 
And I'm sitting there going, one lady couldn't believe she had a middle seat. She threw a tantrum and uh, demanded, blah, 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 blah. They threw her off. And I'm sitting there going, lady, you don't understand how hard it is (laughs) flying when everything's on schedule. You're now never getting to that destination. Like sometimes I'm booked first class and they're like, we bumped you down to uh, coach. That's happened to me. That's happened to me. me. That's happened to me. And I just go, fine, just get me there. I'm going to sit there and shut the hell up. Who cares? Like what? Who? It's five hours out of your goddamn life. Like, Dude. like these people are acting like petulant little kids. I dropped the suitcase on a dude's face one time. <laughs> on a face? <laughs> oh, you mean when you're, yeah. I fucking, I, this is, this is the funny, the weird, I showed up late to the, not late to the fight, but I was at the bar drinking. Yeah. It was in Canada. I'm flying Edmonton to Phoenix, Phoenix to LA. Okay. And so I, getting on, I have a, I have a steel, uh, uh, Ramoa. Yeah. Rowenta? Ro- is it? Ramoa uh, uh, roller bag. Okay. So it's it's steel. Yeah. <laughs> so I so first of all, that means it's a little slicker than the other ones. Yeah. So I put it up in the thing, and I think I got it up, but what I don't realize is I haven't put it all the way in, and it slides and lands on a dude's face mm-hmm. and breaks his glasses no. and almost <laughs> breaks his nose. Oh, shit. And he is livid, rightfully so. What I don't know is he has already been fighting with the flight attendant. Oh, good. At, before I got on the plane. Yeah. And he's a, and now what he does is he accuses the flight attendant of collaborating with me and getting me oh. to throw that on his face. Yeah. And I'm now I'm lost. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking right, about. Right, right, right. And he goes, you're in collusion. You're in collusion. I want you arrested. I want her arrested. And I'm like, I'm like, and I, so I go up to the flight attendant. I go, listen, I'm worried I'm going to get cut off because I'm drunk. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. She goes, I've had problems with this passenger. Uh, we are going to have him uh, detained in Phoenix. Uh, you didn't do anything wrong. Don't right. worry. So I sit down. I said to the guy, I go, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I, I go, I, I'm not in collusion. And I said, and I, I go, please let me pay for your glasses. Hey, I don't even know what collusion means. Yeah. <laughs> I go, are we playing poker here? <laughs> what? Collusion. Collusion. Is this scrabble, triple word score, dude? <laughs> Settle down with the words. Speak to me like a human. I just dropped... I just dropped a suitcase on your effing face, you idiot. Collusion. He, he then says, I can't afford his glasses. They're so expensive, I can't afford them. What he doesn't know is merch sales in Canada, in Edmonton, in the early, yeah. in like 2010, were fucking bananas. I still have that cash. Uh, did, I have, dude, yeah, I have I that been, cash. Yeah. I had that cash forever. Because the f- Canada, get your shit together and get your dollar <laughs> equal with our dollar. I, had, I have a, a bunch of this Canadian. I had $6,000 in more Canadian than cash in my pocket. Yeah. In my pocket. Oh, yeah. $6,000 oh, in my pocket yeah. as I'm talking to this guy. He goes, you couldn't afford these glasses. Now, everyone in first class is looking at yeah. watching this. Yeah. And I'm drunk, but I'm also like trying to make sure that I play this right because I'm yeah. drunk. And I go, sir, I, I, all I'll say is I'm I'm sitting in first class as well. <laughs> uh, we're both in first class. And so I definitely. And I'm ticketed first and, class, not yeah. bumped up. And I'm and I'm not saying I'm rich, but I definitely can afford a pair of reading glasses. Yeah. And he goes, try. I said, give me a price. And he goes, fifteen hundred dollars. And I pull out six thousand dollars in cash. Yeah. And I count it off for him. Did you really? I count it off. I go, here's fifteen hundred dollars for your problems. I would have negotiated. And I gave it. To- <laughs> I would have said, 12. gave it to him. I turned around, and the whole first class cabin was like, did that just dude just pull out 6,000 loonies and crack them off to this fucking Canuck as if we're at Tim Hortons and I yeah. got his coffee? 
And so I sit back around. The flight attendant gives me a cocktail. She's like, uh, you don't have to give him money. And I was like, no, I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I gave him money. Then the guy comes up and he's like, they're not $1,500. Oh, really? He was I, honest? I said, really? He goes, it's $400 glasses. And I went, oh, okay. And he gives me most of my money back. And he goes, I'll just keep 400 bucks and that, that'll, that'll pay for the glasses. I went, okay. So we get off. I would have said, keep the 1500. You're going to need it for bail. In <laughs> he, doesn't the next know city. About, he doesn't know he's about to get arrested. Yeah. So I get off the plane. I get off in Phoenix and the cops grab me because oh. I look, I look like, and the flight attendant says like, it's not him. It's not him. The guy sneaks past me and with his wife, he look, doesn't look like he's the one that's supposed yeah. to be got arrested. He sneaks past me. And then the cops start interrogating me and they're like, what happened? And I was like, I was like, I gotta be honest with you. I I didn't really see what the fuck happened with anyone. Yeah, he wasn't that bad on the flight, and I dropped my thing on his face, broke his glasses. I think I broke his nose. Yeah. So I go, if he's upset, I mean, I, and then I just went to the bar and left. I disappeared, ran into Felipe Esparza. Huh. Yeah. Two seconds later, I ran into Felipe. I was like, dude, I just broke a dude's nose. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and what then year I, is this? It was recent. Uh, it was probably when I was doing Rogan a lot. So probably 2012, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. It was back in the day when that was when you could sell tickets, but you could sell tickets in only a couple markets mm. and you couldn't sell, you could sell $20 tickets. You couldn't sell like a $35 ticket. I think I'm still at that level. $20 ticket is, is a great, man, it's a great place to be. Yeah. Cause you can sell fucking, you can, you're not out of everyone's, anyone's price range. Right. Everyone can afford a $20. Everyone can afford a $40 night out on yeah. a date and, and with drinks when you, when the thing that really hurt me was when I got to $35 tickets and I, audibly heard fans tell me i mm. wasn't that funny really yeah. you weren't 35 dollar funny or 20 dollar funny I, it started with tom i don't need the uh, oh really i remember people coming up in the meet and greet and like dude thanks for keeping your ticket price reasonable and i was like oh thanks and they're like your boy tom is charging 30 bucks tell him he's not that fucking funny and i was like i was like i'm definitely not going to call tom and do that because yeah. i have a feeling that i'm you're about to say that about me right and then right. they said it about me and then i mean ari was like when i started doing theaters ari got very uh fucking vocal with me personally about my ticket price and he wanted to be in no he didn't want to be in control of my ticket price but he was like are you shafir yeah i don't what i didn't even know comics discussed our ticket prices i don't even know how much my tickets are for new year's eve uh i can tell you they're probably i'm just great i bet bet you have a hundred dollar ticket it's Ticketmaster. it's new year's eve let's see when isn't it, is. it amazing? As much as I like to just crap on my career and pretend I'm like a victim, to me, I think it's amazing. Oy, those are pictures of me. What is all that? Who picks this shit? The internet. <laughs> the internet decided that picture on the left with me in a tie-dye. Nothing makes you look more middle-aged. All right, there's Jimmy Kimmel. Do it like a Saturday night. Yeah, there you go. Oh, New Year's Eve. They yeah. better be pricey yeah. New Year's. They're going to at least be 50 bucks. Because I'm there the, the Thursday, 29th and 30th, too. Does this air before then? I don't know. Look at every seat's open. No. GA preferred seating. How big is that room? 39, 39 in the back. What's the front? 79. 79. Let's get to the front. 59. Those are 79. That's, That's reasonable for New yeah, Year's for, in fuck Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna the New Year's in Vegas? Fuck yeah, it is. This will sell out too. Yeah. Yeah. That means I remember last time I was there, it did, did well. They don't have you back if you don't do well. Well, that's why I that was my whole business plan was just make sure the club was happy mm-hmm. and do whatever I could to sell tickets. But more importantly, like I'd hang out after I'd hang out in the bar. I'd, oh, I I'd, bet the staff loved you. Oh, I was, and you're I was, probably one of those assholes that gives like a big tip makes people like me look bad. I do. I'm a, I'm a pretty big tipper. Yeah. 
But I, but I, I, well, you know what I used to do? So like. You'd pay for a party like well, no, Brian I, Regan? No, well. You used to pay for a party for the entire staff. I would, I would do, so I, I found that I was getting, I remember getting bonus one time. My bonus is like a thousand dollars. And I was like, well, I, w- I want to keep some of it for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I go, I want to tip the wait staff. And I was like, but a hundred bucks isn't going to make a splash. There's 10 people. Everyone right. gets 10 bucks. I mean, I'm sure they'll be like, oh, thanks. But it's not going to be like yeah. a like back in the like it, and so i decided to do this thing called the waitstaff raffle where i would put in a hundred bucks i did it recently and it was like it was pretty sizable but i'd put in a hundred bucks and then i'd pass a bucket around the audience they'd put in money and then we'd pull one name hmm. out of the staff and then that person would walk with like a thousand dollars and that was a game changer but don't you think they then give it to every uh-uh. all their friends so they don't I, they keep it so what i did last so they started doing that and I stopped doing it because I, I didn't, I don't mind that they, look, I understand they all want the money, but the fun of it, the fun of it was giving someone a big present, yeah. giving someone a big moment where they got to not worry about money for a month mm. or, or the things. And the, and the things they would say were so moving. Like one girl was like, I can pay for my diabetes medication now. And we're like, what? She's huh. like, yeah, I'm a month behind and, but now I can catch up and so I really appreciate that. And you're like, whoa. One girl was like, I get to buy the expensive car seat. I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby. And now I get to go buy the nice car seat. Yeah. We were going to buy the cheap one. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it made a difference. Yeah. And then they started colluding. And they would all, and, like, it was always the cunty old waitress <laughs> who was like, no fucking new people put your names in the thing. I, I, we deserve it. Like, it wasn't. Oh, geez. Oh, it, was, it got wow. really, it got really nasty. nasty. Wow. And so then I, so what I did, I was in Madison. And I said to the staff, I'm going to give everyone in the staff $100. Everyone's getting $100 from me. That's great. That is so that you don't collude and split the money. Yeah. So no, you're getting $100 anyway. That's really generous. So, so then I gave everyone $100. And then I said, now we're going to do the weight staff raffle. And whoever wins, it wins all of it. Huh. And the girl that won it just got dumped by her boyfriend. She had moved out to Madison with him. He moved, They moved in together. And then he kicked her out and fucking left. And she had to fucking move all the stuff out. And she had this, but she didn't say any of that on stage. She was like, I'm going to. Buy, oh, so the waitress comes up on stage, bring and on accepts. stage and accepts some money and tells everyone where she's going to spend it. How nice! And we've had some good. Well, I'm the best one was this guy. I forget his name, uh, and he he said he was a black dude. And he said started crying. And I was like, are you, are you okay? And we were in Lexington, Kentucky. He goes, now I get to be. He goes, next week's my daughter's 13th birthday, and Georgia was 13 at the time. And I was like, I was like, wow. And he was like, now I get to be the father she thinks I am. Hmm. I said, what? He goes, I didn't have enough money to buy her a present, let alone throw her a party. And now I'm going to throw her a party and I'm going to get her what she wants. And everyone starts crying and everyone starts running $100 bills up to the guy and fucking loads them up. He walks like $2,700. That's got to affect your merch sales after the show, though. that's all i'd be thinking like all right hey everybody thanks for being generous but let's remember t-shirts are 30 dollars in the lobby all right (laughs) the fucking best yeah dude i i'm excited that you're gonna do do more stuff on youtube because that's where people are finding content people i look i find my content i go hbo max i go spectrum i go netflix Netflix and, and is third. Apple, Apple TV. No, no, no. Netflix for me is number one, but I don't watch. I watch everyone's special that comes out. I watch like the first 10 minutes of every special right. that comes out. 
What, just to just to what was the note shoes oh shoes i'm having a hard time i'm having a hard time getting older wearing cool shoes no 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 you can always wear cool shoes but i know by I, I, today we're going to europe and i thought well, i want to bring sneakers with me because i like performing in sneakers yeah and uh and then i was like or maybe i'll just get like a pair of like grown-up boots and wear those for the whole trip and be a no. grown-up now like do you have a, what do you do you buy do you buy a lot of sneakers or just a couple pairs i have i have uh fortunately companies have sent me a lot of stuff yeah. so my garage is full of shoes i've never worn before really? me too i have a ton never. i just got those from my bus driver they're the lebron are, james uh fruity pebbles those are so cool they're really cool yeah i bought when i started uh i, I got some money in my career i started buying shoes from the 80s the old like retro you just said that the ponies. Yeah, I got the ponies, and then I got I you know the superstars, the the, the Adidas, the three stripes with the pull them up. The ones that the Celtics used to wear. They had Celtics had a pair. Maybe um, the the superstars. You'll see what they look like. Yeah, the, on the yeah. So go down, see they're fifty dollars. Yeah, click on that image. No, the white ones, the white ones. So, uh, so uh, see how it says superstar. Yeah, didn't say that in the eighties. So you go online, you can actually buy an auctions original. And what's amazing is shoes in the 80s were skinnier. They were more narrow. And the the uh, tortoise shoe, the, the tortoise uh, at the toe, the tortoise toe yeah. thing was more yellow. So I have the, so the other, when I was in, um, I just did Cirque du Soleil. I got to tell you this story. And I wore them for Cirque du Soleil, but I also wore them in What do you Brea. mean you did Cirque du Soleil? I got to tell you the story because it's so funny. I I did uh, the I wore from the 80s. I I bought a bunch of these, but I will not wear them outside. And so in the green room, the other comics are like, what, "What are you, Mr. Rogers? Change your uh, shoes?" I go, I do "No, that. these don't. These don't stay shoes. Yeah, stay shoes. They stay. And and these are these are too. I don't wear these. Are the ones that the Celtics were wearing uh, the last time they were good. I I, I have stayed shoes that I only I keep on the bus and I. I wouldn't in bad weather. I won't wear them from the bus to the st to the green mm -hmm. room. I I will have them in the green room. Yeah, and then I'll put them on in the green room. Exactly. I had, I had a velvet pair of Air Force Ones with a rose on it that I loved. Yeah, and they were really comfortable. I wore those all of. I I had those. I had a pink pair of Air Force Ones, and then I've I've gone through some Nike SBs. I love Nike yeah. SBs. Yeah, I just got some pink. Um. Uh. What is that? Uh, that uh, Converse. Pink Converse that's a uh, with Stussy. Stussy made them together. Was oh, like, I just saw those. Brendan just, Schaub has them. Yeah, I just. By the way, I reached yeah. out to Brendan. Said, "Hey, we should we because I didn't know him, and then we yeah. were really, you know, jiving, you know, getting along well in the green room. So I reached out to him. Yeah. I said, "I'd love to do your podcast. He'd have you on. Listen, I'm open to doing. You know, if you want to pass just me around, out, just reach out to people. I don't There's have anybody's number. The uh, yeah, those." How cool are those? Yeah, those are really cool. The color is plumeria. Do you know what plumeria is? No, but I like it. Yeah, it's the flower that you, when you go to Hawaii, they put around your neck. How oh. cool are those? Me those and Brendan really Shaw cool. wear those. Yeah, look at no superstar. Look at, see how it's yellower? Yeah. I have those kids. I wear those. When you see me on stage. So I did Cirque du Soleil in Vegas. They, so what do you mean you did Cirque du Soleil? They... This New York, it's called uh, Mad Apple. It's in oh, the New York, New York. And I they, saw it a couple months ago. It's so good. I was in it. Now, what'd you like about it? Can I look at him or does that screw up the camera angle? Um, no, you look at him. How's this? I, don't, it, I was in October. 
You were doing it in October? No, I did it in December. I okay, just did good. it. I was going to say, I don't did know. Like, what did you like about the show? It was, um, here, let me pull up the, uh, the, the YouTube Hello. trailer for it. Yeah, it's really right. cool. I love the mixture of comedy um, because it's really, it's stand-up focused. There's a lot of crowd work. I assume right. you're the guy doing yeah. all the, the crowd work and stuff. No, I just did stand-up. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So there's like, there's a stand-up guy and then there's like the host doing crowd work and like going in and then there's like crazy acro- acrobatics and stunts. So it's like, it's Cirque du Soleil, but like the comedy version of Cirque yeah, du Soleil. Yeah, you got to hear this. Here, his explanation's great. Um, hold on. Oh my God. What? <laughs> what just happened? This is a fucking Rick Glassman just texted me that my glasses are, he's at, we go to the same optometrist, yeah. I guess. <laughs> He texted me and he goes, your glasses are in. And he's got video of my glasses sitting on the thing with my name. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're nice looking glasses. It's just the weirdest. Like, so, why does he have so access now, to your glasses? No, it's just, he's, it's, he's there. So he's like, he's getting his glasses and he just sees my glasses. So then he's like. How many pairs do you need? Four? I get, I get four. Wow. That's F you money. No, that's not F you money. It's just, it's irresponsible. There's, here's how I believe. I believe. You should have a lot of the things that you need all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Sunglasses, chargers. I remember when I realized this. It was I had a little bit of money, and I was like, and I'd heard Tom say their charger was across the room, and Christina's like, "We have money now. Yeah, why don't we find a way to get our charger next to the bed?" And he was like, "Yeah, I guess we could afford to do that." Yeah. And when he said that, I it made it because I was that way. Yeah. I have a charger. Then I was like, "Why wouldn't I just get a longer charger to so I could." I, well, instead of like having to hold it like this and look right. over the bed, then yeah. I can just move it like this. So I have, I have a plethora of Whoop chargers. What is so that? It's my Whoop. I, I have oh. a Whoops. So I always have these around, and they're always charged. This one isn't. Is that for but, the iWatch? Uh, no, that's for the Whoop. whoop. What's the Whoop? Uh, it's a it's the best fitness tracker I've ever worn in my entire life. I think I think somebody told me about. This. Yeah, they're amazing. And so I have that. I have a ton of chargers. Yeah, I have always. I go hard on pens. I always me have too. pens around. Me too. I love having you pens. Got scissors over here. There's um, a lot going on. I do. Uh, what's the other thing? Uh, reading glasses. I like to have. That's a grinder. I have reading glasses and sunglasses everywhere. Yeah. Because I always need sunglasses. I really. I have really uh, sensitive eyes, and I and I'm, I cannot see a thing without reading glasses. So I usually. Have, what are you like, up to? Reading one, glasses. One point two five. One point. two. Whoa! Wow. Too. and and i can't so how do, do you handle prescription versus reading so my, are they bifocal no 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 my prescription are my they're my re, they're readers they're just expensive readers because and they're a little better because if i use readers and i'm on my phone a lot i will get i'll have a hard time adjusting my eyes later so can you wear these all the time or only when no, you're only reading? when i read right like and i can i have a hundred i have 50 50 20 20 vision yeah uh regular i can see everything from yeah. everything but when it gets in here, I start, it gets, I lose it. Yeah, I have great vision. Like, I can see that. That says comedy gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the worst part about reading glasses. Like, when your eyes go when you're older, it just goes for one thing, reading. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like, go for everything. Because now you have to, like, every time you look at your phone, which is every other minute, you have to put on these glasses. You're just constantly going That's like why I this. Have, I bought four pair, and, uh, and I like the frame. Are these, these are, the prescription these are, ones? These are prescription. These Let me are see. Old. Can I see? What these are these? Are Maybe it's time for me to take your 1.75s. What are these? Those are, no, those are those are legit prescriptions. So one eye is worse than the other eye. Oh. Well, Here, tell me if you can read off these dates in January. 
<laughs> Oslo, January. Oh, uh, Burke Kreischer in January 8th will be in Oslo. January 9th, he'll be in Stockholm. January 10th, Berlin. January 11th, oh, you can read that. You don't need glasses to read January that? 13th, Dublin. January 16th, Athens. Don't miss those shows, Athens. They're going to be great. January 19th, <laughs> Not a lot 20th, of Greek fans, London. Already. January 18, Manchester. Let's get united and go see Burt Kreischer. <laughs> January 21st, Glasgow. January 22nd, Newcastle. January 25th, Amsterdam. January 27th, I can't read that word. But what sneakers will Burt be wearing when uh, you see him? I, I don't think, I'm, I, was, I was thinking about it today and I was like, Maybe I just uh, don't do sneakers because I'd have to because you can't wear sneakers outdoors in Europe in this winter. Yes, you can, can't no, you? Booty you're, you're sneakers fucking get dirty as. But buy a shit. shit pair that you don't care about and just ruin them. Go, I'm going to ruin one pair of sneakers. I bought a pair. Here's the other thing, Bert. I got to oh. tell you about fashion in general. Nobody Please. gives a shit what any of us look like. We're the only one that cares yeah, at our I, sneakers. But I, because I'm shirtless, I always like to at least. Oh put a little bit of effort into my shoes okay all right that's fine <laughs> you that's know like fine. i don't yeah. have anything else on yeah but nobody cares that i'm wearing 80 superstars like i, I could just get white oh, out no some no white out. I, I disagree people do care people do care there are people that go i there are things i didn't think anyone noticed and yeah. people notice like uh I, I had a pair of um michigan off-whites mm. that i would wear on stage yeah. and the number one comment i get from like guys was like Nice kicks. Yeah. I like those fucking shoes. Yeah, okay. And I remember Leanne telling me, it was the first time I realized shoes matter. I was playing Red Rocks, and I said, what shoes should I wear? I have these and these, and they were the off-whites, the Michigan off-whites with the pink laces all over it. Yeah. And she goes, I spark razzle-dazzle. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, like, you're not wearing anything, and you are at Red Rocks, so, like, step up your shoe game. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah. And so that's when I started really focusing on my shoes. For my special, I had two sets of shoes made. I had them, ah. like made from the from the sole up, and uh, and I and I picked based on like one was elephant, one was python, and I picked based on like I wore them on stage and I let the audience and huh. it was amazing. The audience was like dialed in. They're like the blue ones, the blue ones, and I was like everyone. And then one guy was like, "Wear one of each." <laughs> it's that. amazing how much we put into like when I shot the more than loud special. I still have it. I probably bought 20 different variations of white pants yeah. and tested them different nights. Which ones I felt comfortable in, which one popped on camera, didn't yeah. absorb lights. Like there's so much involved. There's so much involved. Who's, tell me this, who's, what, what are the latest feuds in, in the podcast, comedy podcast world? Who's feuding now? Because uh, this is something I'm not involved with in all, at all, which is, that's the only advantage to not being in the podcast I don't circle. think there's any, I mean, well, there, there was the big one was the, the, bobby lee brendan schaub one that was the big one yeah that was like probably the they were together in the green room at the comedy store i was there really i was sitting there we all took a picture together it was, that was that was a crazy one because what was that over kalila yeah it was i guess brendan had hit on kalila i mean i feel bad it's all stuff people know so i'm not doing any i'm just rehashing old shit but brendan had hit on kalila and Kalila and Annie and Esther brought it up on their podcast mm. and um that he'd hit on I guess he had hit on Annie too and but they didn't say his name and then Brendan you know I guess was calling Bob that was like the that was probably that it maybe that's the biggest podcast drama I mean you get like the little ones like I remember the but the, I does Rogan the, get involved like does no no he is 
he doesn't get involved in his own drama. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking paying attention. What other what other feuds are there? I want to be up to date on. All there was uh, the one. My favorite one was a which was a good one was uh, the Michael Che Tim Dillon one. Did you ever follow that? No, no. <laughs> what could that be about? It was I don't I don't know. Michael Che is not really on social media, so it's kind of I don't know how it happened, but he. I guess he posts stuff in his stories and then they they go away in an hour. Yeah. So that's how he puts all his info and and so I guess in my in, from my perception he was head patting Tim Dillon like saying like you know Timmy's done good or what I don't know I don't know what the fuck he, Timmy's I, I, done really well. By the way, Tim Dillon. I mean, I'm not I think Michael Che is fucking hilarious, but like he Tim Dillon's the. Makes me laugh harder than any one individual. Yeah. He is the funniest fucking guy in the world. Talking about FOMO, Tim had a Christmas party the other day. Yeah, it was great. Did you go? I didn't I didn't get invited. invited. I didn't get invited. And so I go. No, I didn't go. I I I <laughs> saw uh Santino said that he went. And so I DM'd Tim. I was like, I was like, Christmas party and you don't invite me? Uh, I go, it's my brand. I love parties. Yeah. And then he wrote back he a screen grab of his invite. And I went. Oh motherfucker, he did invite me, and I just oh, and I no. just read it, and then was like, "Oh, I'll reply later." And I, and I was and I go, I wrote back, "I'm a fucking idiot." Ha! Huh. And then he was like, "Of course, I he invited me and Leanne and the girls," huh. but I guess I guess Michael Che was, I I would say it was head patting Tim. I guess, and then Tim's response was just hilarious. It was like, uh, it could be said about any of us. He's like, you know, Michael Che's done pretty good for a illiterate an alcoholic who can't read but it was it's i mean it's not was yeah. it's like a, it's obviously you can read yeah. you know and so it's not it's not the but it's just funny yeah that drama but i think they're friends i think they were fucking around like how do we know if the one. bobby lee brendan shaw if it's real it's Does, very real it was oh fuck. was it gonna yeah. get violent no oh good, it, it would be extremely one-sided <laughs> very fast wouldn't it they did a podcast together to squash it just like it, the three of the well, 2.1 million views. Oh, you haven't seen that? Wow. It's a pretty interesting one. Is it is it legit squashed or is it? No. Oh. I mean, I, I don't think. I look, I think ultimately it is squashed from Brendan's perspective because he did everything he could to apologize and make it right. Mm. I think ultimately Bobby, and I, and I identify with him feeling like this. I, I felt like this before. Bobby feels like it's it's the same thing that happened with when i got drugged by ari he goes why me like why did why is everyone doing this to me mm. like why does this happen to me um do people think i'm weak or i'm soft and right. i think that's what where bobby and i had a long talk about it just talking about the feeling of you know because he felt like he was bullied and I've, I've definitely felt like that at times where in this business it's the whole thing is that you know comedy is not it's it's weird i remember telling patrice I was so happy we were friends. And he was like, we're not friends. He's like, we work together. Such a Patrice. Yeah, he's like, what, what do you mean friends? Like, he, yeah. thinks, he goes, if I go to Tampa, can I stay at your parents' house? And I was like, probably not. And yeah. he was like, then we're not friends. Huh. And I was like, oh, I guess you're right. And he was like, are you picking me up from the airport? And I was like, no. And he was like, then we're not friends. Huh. He was like, we were two guys who work together who like each other. Mm. That's what we are. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, don't get your feelings hurt about it. And I was like, no, I'm just saying, I thought we were friends. If yeah. we're not friends, we're not friends. So is there like podcast math? Like if I do Brendan's podcast, do I have to worry about alienating? No. 
Bobby, if I no, do, am no. I, do I, uh, have I made any enemies today by doing this podcast? Probably, like, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I can tell you a couple of people that won't want, want, want to have you on their podcast. Really? Who's that? Tell me who. I'm not going to say their Is names. Really? Edit oh, it out. Yeah. Come on, say it. Who? No, no, no. There's definitely people that. Really? Yeah, there's definitely people who just. I think, I think I get, I think I get, I think I make, I don't know. I don't know what I, there's comics that dislike me, be, I think because I try. You know, like, so I like trying. I don't hear anything bad about you. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's comics that dislike me. So what, I'm, I mean, really, this is. Oh, yeah. I mean, not, none of the ones, nothing that really counts. Like you, all the great podcasts, I'm friends with pretty much, you know, anyone that's, anyone that's a good podcast. Do you ever feel like you're, you're done talking? Is yeah. it? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like I how much can be said? Like when, when's the next one you're, you're going to do? A, where do you do the bear podcast out of here? We do that out of Austin. That that podcast is, that's different. So like I, this podcast for me is a labor of love in that I enjoy catching up and talking to comics and I enjoy this and I enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it more. We, we're building a new studio. I'm going to enjoy it more there, I think. Um, but uh Two Bears is a different animal because I write down ideas for Two Bears. Hmm. Um, I write down ideas for Two Bears throughout the week. Like anytime I go, this is a good one for Two Bears. Yeah. Like, because uh, I saw you, like, you were going back and forth, which was funny about could you take out this MMA fighter? Could the is, two of you. Israel, what's his name? Nate, no, Nate Diaz, you were talking about. Yeah. Nate, yeah. Oh, wait, I was? Yeah. yeah. I said I could fucking beat up Nate no, Diaz. No, no. You, you asked- could, you and Tom. Oh, take them out. Wait, I, when was this? Did this come out recently? This week, yeah. Oh fuck, I don't remember a lot of what I say on that. Podcast. Anyway, Nate's here. Nate, come on, yeah. in. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. we're gonna Bert tackle that you. That was the one where I was like, I don't know. You should. I don't think say that. Nate Diaz, that guy can take out like something tells of me. People. Something tells me Nate doesn't uh, get a whole lot of nuance. <laughs> So I'm, I'm. Oh my god! Like, this is gonna be your Oxnard. Like, is it? Yeah. Is well, I mean, look, I, I, I'll get my. I don't mind getting smacked by Nate. Diaz. No, he wasn't. Because Tom, you were like, wait, if we like, if you went high and I went low, Tom's like, no, you don't think there's any chance we could ever take out Nate? He's like, no, like it was. That would be a great fucking. You don't remember doing? this? I don't remember saying that. I remember. I remember challenging. Uh, Israel, challenge Ili- Israel Alessandro, Alessandra, Alessandra. Yeah, I remember challenging him to a fight. Uh, and knowing I'd lose, but I thought what we could do is we'd both have to start drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have to drink each drink ten beers, and then we'd fight. Because I think because he doesn't drink, so I thought I could maybe get an edge because I'd be a little more confident. Do you think if you guys drank, this could be a great pay per view? Yeah, you drink and then put on those inflatable sumo sumo wrestler. I don't outfits. think we're getting Nate Diaz in a sumo wrestler. Yeah, no, but that would if they had if they were willing to do that. This yeah. could be a great comics fighting MMA cuz MMA comics love MMA. Oh, MMA yeah. loves comics. Everyone loves Nate Diaz. And that, I think sometimes I talk out of my ass with guys I like cuz everyone knows I like him. Like I don't I like I, Israel is a very funny dude. Mm. So I but and whenever I talk shit about him it was it was always in a fun-hearted way. Yeah. I never talk shit about anyone I don't like. There's not any MMA fighters I don't like. I don't think. I don't know. I, any I, like, of them. I like them all. Every time I meet one, I like them. They're always cool dudes. So I, oh, and they have good sense of humor. And they're all fucking. Would any of them be willing to put on a sumo wrestler blow-up inflatable outfit and drink and slosh around? I bet Cowboy Cerrone would. <laughs> I bet he would. I think he would be a guy that would be up for that. Would that be fun to watch? I just, I, just I love, I like, I, have you seen the the two little guys trying to beat up the big guy in the ring? It's no. fucking awesome. Have you seen that? 
What do you, what do you mean? Two guy dresses guys? as like a guy dresses in like a like a fancy Scottish axe outfit, and then two little guys, two Asian dudes, try to beat him up, and he tries to fight two Asian dudes. It's awesome. It's crazy. Have you seen that? It's fucking put two on one fight. Are you? I just noticed that the the, the drawstring is not even. Is that going to bother you? No. Are we going to fix that in post? Yeah, fix it. Is in that going to bother you? Um, and then you got to hear the Cirque du Soleil. Wait, did we, did we release? Uh, yeah. Uh, are you garbage? Something's burning. Today. When? Today. Oh, for real? A couple hours ago. Yeah. Is um, that carrot top? Where is it? Look, it's two versus one. I love it. I think Tom I don't even I, know about I think this Tom whole and I would would stand a chance. No. I bet I bet he would knock me out so quick. You and Tom are are bigger than him. But Tom, no. you're not bigger than Nate Diaz. Is Tom a fighter? Are you a fighter? He weighed in at one second. No, but I'm a man. It doesn't matter. These guys, they're beyond men. He they're, he weighed in as lowest at like 155. Oh my god, I fucked people with 155. Yeah. He like weighed in at 170. <laughs> I have sex. Don't get yourself in I trouble. I have sex with oh, 155. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah. She's a yeah. She's roughly. <laughs> Today's our our anniversary. He's like five. Today is happy anniversary. Today's our, our anniversary. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, how Look much at is he weigh? Six feet 170. Weighs in six at 170. Feet, so. He's the he's the height. He's the weight I should be at the height I am. So he's in great fucking shape, conditioning wise. He would beat the shit but out he of walks us. Around I really looking regret for... saying that I want to fight Nate No, Diaz. you didn't say you wanted to fight him. It was a scenario, I believe, right? It was a yeah. scenario, could you, if there was a fight? It was a fantasy. You didn't say yeah. you wanted to fight I him. I think there's a couple. I, I don't mean, think. The problem is, he would. he's just a, He's better at throwing his hands than we are. Well, I he think he's just, better at everything. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, actually better. Yeah. In fact, say this. He's better at comedy than us let's just he, so we don't get punched yeah, he might be. <laughs> look at that i love the way he does because that's not the way this thing and i do this yeah. i do this at the gym bert when when i'm at the gym and i see like a total muscle head like a guy whose entire life is dedicated to the gym and nutrition yeah like when he's working out i don't know the guy i just go like this go <laughs> and i just look at their reaction it's so funny because some of them play around around or you know they get into it Nate Diaz is just Look all fucking muscle. That guy is just, he's from Stockton, isn't he, California? Yeah. yeah. I can't, by the way, I can't beat up anybody from Stockton. Anybody oh. over the age of 10 S- can my ass. T- t- yeah. The fact that, yeah, Stockton's a fucking, I remember one time Joe Coy did a promo video in Stockton and everyone had ski masks on. What? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, come to Stockton, Bert. And I was like, I'm terrified. <laughs> Everyone's in ski masks. I'm shirtless. <laughs> Nate Diaz is a fucking badass. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Yeah, he is fun. He and was, his brother, too. His brother, too, man. They were so there's so much fun to watch. There's so much fucking fun. Oh, it's it's kind of cool. Like you think if you were a fighter, do you think like if you had to equivalent your comedy with fighting, mm-hmm. what fighter do you think you'd be like? Yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh I mean, I always like Muhammad Ali to me, I loved. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking that guy, yeah, do you it, think you're Muhammad Ali on stage? No, I know I'm not. But okay. you, <laughs> no, so let's try to find an MMA fighter or a, a prize fighter, a boxer. Like I feel like I'm sometimes the guy that fought Tyson when he got out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that guy? The fucking white guy, McNeely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from Boston. Yeah, yeah. He's from he was Boston. a Boston guy. Yeah. I feel like I definitely was uh, Tommy Gunn. Yeah. Like I definitely fucking. Did we find the clip of the? That's two him. People? What's his name? What's his name? McNeely, Pete McNeely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solid Pete McNeely. Like I'm a Cinderella story. That guy. Find out. Uh, what, Buster Douglas. 
Find out what uh, Pete McNeely's doing now. He's sitting on cash. No, he didn't make that much. Yeah, he's got a man. No. How much do you think he made? Oh. No, no, no. This is. It was. Bert, this is what they told him. You know the business. They said, listen, we're doing you a favor. Yeah. You win, you can have as much as you want for the rest of your career. But this one, you're doing this one for low money. Tyson gets all the money. The guy, uh, what's he, where, where, I don't want to say something that's going to get me punched, but. Pete McMillie could still beat the fuck out of us. Oh, anybody, any He's of probably our people. age. It, does he have a Wikipedia? Yeah, see what Peter McNeely's doing now. See if we can hire oh, him on Cameo. Still in good shape. Is he on Cameo? I bet he is. I think you're in images. Yeah, this is not the You may want to go to all Wikipedia. No. Oh, it's oh. I just deleted all Tyson. Stuff. I just deleted Cameo from my fucking phone today. Why? I was like, I was like, I've never used it. I don't know what the fuck it is. I just signed up for it. For real? Yeah, I had the guy, the CEO on my podcast. Really? Yeah. And so I, pitch me on Cameo. Okay, so that's why I said to him, he said, what if I told There's him? There's Pete McNeely. <clears throat> it looks like he, uh, that one picture, he looks like Mark Cuban. Now he looks he's, great in that picture. That was probably the day of the fight. Click on that one with it, where he looks in great shape with his family. What's that say? Look at those jeans. He's in great shape. Look at him. Pete McNeely, wait. Nah, it doesn't look like his life turned out exactly the way he thought it would. I'm sorry, but that that it's time to go to uh implants for life. Have you seen this implant for life commercial? Yes. They got these people who have perfect teeth, and you look at them and they go. That doesn't match up with what they look like. Yeah. They were doing meth their entire life, okay? And now they have perfect teeth. It looks like they did nothing. Like, they they let their life go to shit, but they brushed it and flossed all it gives day. Me anxiety, it gives me anxiety to think about it. Yeah. Anything, anything that's a, like, when I when I hurt my arm, the fact that, and I, I know this sounds silly that I'll say this, mm -hmm. but that my body was no longer perfect. Mm. And I know that I'm fat and I'm disgusting or whatever, but, like, the fact that I now was gonna have an injury for the rest I, that fucked me up yeah I, oh here we go here we go this is one i was watching watch this but this guy's dressed up yeah he's in a suit and tie they got gloves on these guys are little guys and he is throwing them around and whoa does he have beating the fuck he out just of him kick somebody yeah he really can fight what year is this this year is this part of cirque du soleil it's got the little <laughs> circus he, thing on the I bottom i think he loses yeah it looks like they got him down oh Trying to choke him out. Yeah, it's over. Him. You tapped him. It's over. Guy in the tie lost. Shocking. Oh, he's the CEO of the fight circus thing. Uh, <laughs> he's beat their boss up. That's not smart. Oh, my God. Gotta let him win. I said, I remember a long time ago, I was asking Rogan. I was like, wouldn't it be great if they put like a backpack on, on, uh, on uh, John Jones's back full of $100,000 oh. and they just let people in the ring slowly? And like it, first it's, person to get, so you're can like, I tell you what we call this? What the pinata? <laughs> because the last person cracks it open, they yeah. get all of it. The first person that, yeah, like so you the you, pinata. You get a fraternity, and you go, all right, here we go. Pick your ten, you pick your order, but 
it's a gangbang. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it, I mean, there's, I, I guess the whole, the hard part is that they're human beings. So once you do that, you're now, you're, you're taking what is the human cockfighting. Oh my God, they're fighting in Siamese twin fighting. This but wait, great. they're not real Siamese no, twins. They're just wearing one big shirt. Well, this just... is insensitive to <laughs> oh, Siamese yeah. twins. I had a great Siamese twin joke. This is like, uh, what, where's the potato sack fight? This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is insensitive on so many different levels. Yeah, this is. By the way, so you got to team up with a lefty. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you want to team up with a lefty. This is boring as fuck. Yeah. This this one isn't good. Does it get better? I have no but, idea. What happens if the shirt rips? Can you continue? or? Yeah, and what's fights? Full fight fight circus? I mean, I like the, I like, oh, whoa, whoa, what whoa. the fuck was that? <laughs> Jeez. That's a ref. Oh, and then they hug. <laughs> it's absurd. Okay, I, I, I would love to interview the guy who puts Fight Circus on. By the way, he's only, they've only got 4,000 subscribers. Like this guy. John, John Nutt. John Nutt sounds interesting. I he's a big, a... he's a big thinker. He's Let's, a comic? No, it's Tim Nutt. In Canada, funny, oh, yeah. funny guy. So I had the CEO of Cameo on my podcast. What did he say? So he, I said, uh, I said, first of all, explain Cameo to my parents. <laughs> and I open, I open my podcast with a rant always, and you don't know that he's the guest. And I'm just saying that that nowadays celebrities are too accessible to people. People think that they can be bought. They want every uh, email responded to and every every comment online. And my guest today is part of the problem. And because I'm really against this concept of cameo. Yeah. And he said, just give it a try. He said, you could make, uh, you know, just deleted the hundred thousand dollars. I'll give you my referral code. Yeah. Wait. And then I get a percentage of, I get a percentage of what you make. Bert, you see what I'm saying? So wait, if you, uh, okay. So, so it's a little bit of a pyramid scheme. It feels, listen, I I don't know if I love it. I've done a bunch of them so far, but my favorite one was this. This is a great cameo. Okay. Somebody. Somebody said, could you make a video? I envision us sitting around the Christmas tree on Christmas, and I'm going to play this video, and it's you telling my family that I got tickets to see you New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. Now, that's cool, because this is a guy that bought four tickets at $75, and he bought one of my cameos. And so uh, that, to me, was fun. Eric Charles Nelson is fucking hilarious. He is so fucking funny. He is one of the funniest fucking Who? comics. Eric Charles Nelson. I've met, I've met, I've talked about him before. He is so fucking funny. And I've never Look at said him blowing name. up 342. What's that? Is that how much oh, it? but it's, it's cheap. It's a $39 video. That's, that's not bad. No, I mean, that's um, like- I'll tell you what I want to do. You ready for this? Yeah. I want to do cameo, but for when I'm dead. Oh, deadio. So I'm going to do cameos. Do you think this is I'm a gonna, problem that I'm not on the mainstream screen here for comedians? Jim Norton. I'm going to have to text them and say, what's going on? So what's Deadio? No, it's cameo. I'm going to do, I'm going to pre-record a bunch of cameos. Yeah. To people. Just do go through the most. John. Go through the, yeah. Michael. John. Sarah. Buddy, I'm dead. <laughs> but man, I, if I was alive, I'd want to party with you. Yeah. And then do, and to do cameos. So when I'm dead, I can still make money. Yeah. I can still make money for my kids, and then I'll just Eddie Pepitone. Like, wouldn't that be like who's a dead person that you wouldn't mind getting? A, like, wouldn't it be great if you could get a cameo from Patrice? Yeah, he's like Bert. 
<laughs> you yeah. mother and like but then you got it and it yeah. was almost like he was alive yeah well you know what we're gonna have the technology to deep fake all this stuff oh yeah dice dice for 450 450 dollars yeah jesus i see this as a problem that i'm not even this in the comedy tab fucking that fan's there that fan where steve sweeney there's a picture with uh bill burr sweeney guys hilarious boston comic one of the best carrot top comedy tab ends don barris but you really aren't on here yeah this is bad you just had the guy on your fucking podcast yeah this is bad i asked him for key. look at delia how much is he 200 250 paulie shore tom Papa. 225 some Kid. people price themselves so high that they don't get any Ian that's Bay. part of the game too ben this Bailey. is unbelievable jeff die dirty santa but is it do you think it's once again i'm left out so you wonder why i don't do podcasts I'm, no. I'm completely, there's three tabs left. Derek Gaines. Um, this is, this is really. Wait, where the fuck are you, Orny? No, this is bad. Let's keep scrolling. Taylor Williamson. Let's call the CEO right now. Skylar Stone. Let's call the CEO right now and find out. I mean, I have some explaining to do. I'm telling tell him you're on a podcast. Yeah. I'm going to tell him on a podcast and then I'm, I'm, I'm. We're pump- talking about Cameo. Yeah. And I want to do Dedio. Yeah. See if he picks up. It's blonde. Keep going. Justin <clears throat> Martindale. This is store remark- comic. Russ Jared Fell. Orny, you're not even remotely on here. No, no. This is this is embarrassing. I've got to he's got to pick up. Calling you now. He's British, by the way, if he ever picks up. Hello. Hello, love. Jeff Tate. For $20. Not in the stand-up comic. Please leave. It's a fake number he gave me. It's not even a real outgoing message. Orny Adams. Look at that. Ten reviews. Five stars. Five stars. How much? $125? Reasonable, right? I'm thinking of doing it to $150 right now. Maybe you're in the actor section. What, uh... Teen Wolf. Oh, home actors, Teen Wolf. TV, Teen Wolf. There you go. Yeah. Let I'm me not... see one of because I see one of his uh, what what is it? What do you do? You, you just go like, hey man. Yeah, go to like what is that one? Not that one. The next one. See if that one. This is what I've been reduced to. Look at these losers I have to make a video for. I can't enjoy my Christmas like everybody else, even though I don't celebrate it. I have to make a video for Jory, Aaron, and Christian. Three losers. Three. You asked me to roast you. Well, I would have roasted you anyway. Let's start with the fact that Jory uh, uh, ordered this video and wants <laughs> me to roast him. Usually you order for the other people. Okay, Then there's Aaron, who completely screwed up her life by getting married and running off. Couldn't, couldn't stick with the plan. The plan was... We- this we were pathetic. all going to stick this together and, and be hilarious. losers together. If the, if if you do that and yeah. you're like and you're like, hey man, bring up her dad, and yeah. then when she sees it, she's like, my dad's dead, and yeah. he starts crying, and you're <laughs> smiling. And what's up with your dad, huh? That's so fucking yeah. great. That's I, I did cameo for Tom. Yeah. I did Joe Theismann. Martin, please leave your. Oh, this this guy's unbelievable. Uh, sure. Oh, here it is. Hey, Martin. 
Sorry, I was in the, I was wet. I was in the jacuzzi. So oh, I don't need that. I don't need that visual. I'm I'm doing a podcast right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing a podcast right now. Pretty big one. Bert Kreischer. He's Hey, this is Martin Blanco. He's across from me. Hold the, the video for one second. Now I'm producing. Um Anyway, so I'm trying to sell him on Cameo. Here, let me pitch my idea. No, wait, wait hold on. But I'm trying to pitch him on Cameo, Martin. Can you hey, hear me? I want to do it. Yeah. He deleted the app today. He deleted the app today. I'm trying to convince him so then I give him my code. I get a percentage That's of exactly. his earnings, right? So I go, it's great. It so I go, it's Genius. great. Listen, I, I go, it's great. I So the producer pulls up Cameo on the big screen for us to scroll he goes into the comics, the stand-up comedian section. Guess who's not there? You. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Do you know what? I, it's, there's like a weird, I'm not a product guy. The algorithms and all these things, it's quite complicated, by the way. Okay. But so. I signed up for it because I knew you and you were going to yeah. take care you of all what? this I, shit. I, uh, I need to speak to Adam, our product guy, and I don't believe I did that. Morning, so forgive me on that. I apologize for oh, that. Okay. Let's fix that. Here's, here's Bert. He's, he's got a pitch for you. Hey, Martin, here's my pitch. I want to do cameos that are to be released and purchased when I'm dead. Dead so, so you pre-record. You, you pre-record. I pre-record a ton of them. He's made a living off of Kiss. When you die, are you killing me over here? You know, I, I, I'm retiring. I'm retiring from show business. You guys are crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pre-record a bunch with the most popular thousand names, and they'll, be, and they'll just be like, "Hey, man, I'm dead, but man, I, if I was alive, I'd love to party with you, Martin." Yeah. <laughs> What are you guys doing? So you're doing the podcast right yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna re-upload Cameo to my phone. I literally deleted it today. I go, oh, I don't use Cameo, but I'm now I'm I'm putting it back on. Yeah, please. I mean, you know, listen. The thing is, the power. I mean, this I'm selling here right now is the what your greatest gift in this world is, is how you make people feel, and the Cameo thing is a gift for somebody, and it really can have a huge impact on them. So yeah, easy really to say when you're taking twenty five percent of our earnings. <laughs> Well, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to keep you guys motivated. Yeah, yeah. So you can get back in the hot tub. I'm, I'm corporate greed. <laughs> well, Martin, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I'm putting Cameo back on. I have to give him my code, right, Martin? So I get a percentage. All right, I'll call you later. If you go on the app, Orny, it'll be probably be Orny in three digits. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, dude. Have a great one. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. That's great, huh? So now the podcast has devolved into us just both on our phones? No, I got my, my wife's texting me. We should wrap this up. We've been going for two two hours. Will you air this change. whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear the Cirque du Soleil? It's a funny story. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think you'll you'll dig yeah. it. So your producer, uh, Halston, yeah. saw the show, and it's a mix of like people on trampolines and people like swinging by their hair. Like it's a, Oh yeah. It's an amazing, look at this, look at this stuff. Right. By the way, the music and the singing. Yeah. The singing's great. You feel good. There's people flipping around by their, she's spinning by her hair. There's a band. They have an open bar like at the front of the stage. And then in the middle of the show, let's have a stand-up comic come out and do 10 minutes of comedy. Really? And they need somebody big. They had Brad Williams. Brad. Yeah. Brad did it. He was the first one. To do it. So they offered me a six-month contract. I said, no, can't be in Vegas for six months. I would love that. So then they offered me a three-month co- contract. I said, no, I can't be in Vegas for three months. So then they go, how about two months? I said, no. 
So they go, what about the month of December? Well, I was already booked. I had a private show, and I had the Jimmy Camel, and I was in Brea. So I said, what about- uh, How many the, shows a week? When, the, uh, yeah. 10 shows, five nights. So it's two a night, and it's so precision. It's like the show starts exactly at this time. You go out exactly at this time. You better do exactly 10 minutes. Wow. You better, don't screw it up. So you're doing 10 minutes, yeah. 10 times a night. Uh, 10 no, times no, no. a week, 10 times a week. Yeah, yeah. That's Which is, bad. no, it's kind of hard because you just want to go out there and feel out the audience. Yeah. And have fun. You're used to your show, used to walking out and people cheering. Yeah. It's like, no, you've just gone on after like these all-star acrobat oh, wow. athletes. Is the money good? It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. okay. Yeah? It's okay. Okay, keep uh, going, keep But, going. you know, I'm not about the money at this point in my career, but I enjoyed it. This was the nicest, most giving cast. I've, I've done a lot of things in my career. Yeah. This is, there was no ego with anybody. Really? It was so welcoming. And this is important because there's a closing number. Remember the closing number? I was hammered. Okay. Well, <laughs> he got COVID that night too. <laughs> you got COVID? I was on my bachelor party. Oh, and it cool. was like one of the last nights we saw Matt Apple. So I was, oh. I was yeah. So so at the end of the show, because one of the it things. It says a lot that on Holson's bachelor party, he went to Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. It's so. Hey, everyone left and I was with my fiance and her her sister and then her significant other. So Yeah. Sounds like just, he's being pushed around already. two of us. Or yeah, four of us. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's fucking sad. lap dance. Sad. No. <laughs> Go to OG. I was hammered. I was hammered. Yeah, it was rated R though. Did they swear? Did you hear dirty language <laughs> at the bachelor party? So what's the end? What's the end? Okay, so the, at the end of the show, they do this huge. It's the first time the entire cast <laughs> is on the stage, yeah. and they're flipping and they're dancing and they're getting the audience going right. And then a cap. Now the stage goes way out. It's probably thirty yards out into the audience, and it's like in the round. And a taxi. To a cab to a car drives onto the stage and the lead singer gets on top of it and starts going like this singing getting the audience and then looks at me stage left i can't see anything that's going on i can just see the taxi cab and he goes like this and i run out the whole they all part all the gymnasts the trapeze artists the, the, the contortionists the juggler they all part and it's my big moment i run up stage and i take a bow Okay, the first night went perfect. Can't miss this guy going like this. Yeah. Second night goes perfect. Third night, I go, well, I'd like to see what's going on on stage. I'd like to see, right? Well, the only place- <laughs> This is so you. So the- <laughs> this is so you. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> so I, I, the only place to watch the monitor is downstairs in the green room. So I thought, I'll watch it on the monitor. And the minute I see the taxi coming out, I'll know that's time oh. to run up the stairs. It'll take, I calculated 37 seconds. I timed it and I knew I had 37 seconds to get up there. Well, what I didn't figure in was there was going to be a lot of crossing backstage. A lot of the, you know, the people like run out in the audience, they run through, they come. There's yeah. a, so I'm, I'm avoiding people. I get to where I'm supposed to stand, my, my spot, my mark, and the cab's full out there. It had already stopped and the singer is making his way upstage. I go, shit. I missed a cue. So I run out and I realize they're not parting. They're still dancing and flipping, right? And I go, shit, I'm in the middle of the closing number. And I'm like dodging them. And they're they're like moving really fast, like <laughs> like athletes, like, yeah. like really big guys are like almost, and I'm, I'm fucking up the closing number. Like I'm bumping into people. I'm dancing around them and stuff like that. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, I'm not even making it a week. They're going to fire me. Tonight, I get to the front of the stage 
And these people moved fast. They were all gone. I'm alone at the front of the stage now, right? <laughs> right? They're all, they've all moved back. So now I thought, I'm just going to dance off like they do. So now it looks like I'm in the Cialis commercial. I'm like, you know, like this guy doing like this. And I get off the stage and uh, the producer looks at me. I go, I'm getting fired. And she said, uh, congrats, you just made the blooper reel. I go, please tell me we have this on tape. And she goes, yeah. And then a minute later, the guy was, what I didn't realize was the guy I didn't, the guy goes up stage and then comes back and then gets on the taxi cab. There was a, so oh. I came out too early. And yeah. so then a minute later, he calls me out and now I've got to, I've got to go out into the stage again, again after like feeling like a buffoon. I have watched the video. Is this of the it. end? Yeah. Uh, so he's up on the taxi. Yeah, that's it. So he's up on the taxi, but this isn't the clip where I screwed up. Somebody has it because they let everybody tape it. And they uh, they sent me a copy of it, and that I mean, look at I got to follow this. That thing's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do. Well, all this is hard to do. All I have to do is be funny for ten minutes and then not miss the closing cue. I screwed that up. That's the bar. There's a bar at the beginning that. That's fucking great. Yeah. Wait, we're just go to the end, Halston. Yeah, you were there. Remember, it, he was on top of the tent. It's just a picture. That's yeah, there he is. See the guys on. T- oh no, no, no. Oh, it's, oh, it's just, just a picture. It's just a picture. Yeah. I wish I hit brought. Play, hit play. I wish I brought the video because you can watch it. Go, you, can you scroll back? It's not like it's just a picture. Oh, they're probably different. talking right now. Um, it's just. Yeah, they're talking. Okay. Well, now I want to go to. Now I want to go to Vegas and see a show. Yeah, it's 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 a fun show. I mean, I'll go back and do it. I I can't do a long stretch though. Well, look how much fun it is. And to not have to worry about selling tickets. Yeah, but that, if you're single and you're there and all those Cirque du Soleil people are single and they're all from fucking different parts of the world, right? None of them were interested in me. No, no, I, mean, no I was like the old guy on the cast. I did Cirque du Soleil once, uh, but I did uh, for Travel Channel. And I had to jump off like a three-story dive off of the balcony yeah. into, the, into the thing. And they were, everyone was like in great fucking shape. Yeah, there's the taxi cab. Right, so here, here, yeah, this is the end. Mm-hmm. This is it, everybody. Does it look like the comic should be on the stage? See, so <laughs> oh no, not yet. It's close to it though. It's co- see how they're all moving like that. Yeah. Uh, at this point, see the lead singers up front, upstage. Yeah. I would have been in the middle of all this, trying to get around all these people. Watch them move. See that? Yep. Imagine me weaving my way through this, and in real time, it's scary and fast because. You're almost bumping into people simultaneously thinking, what does the contract say? Do they have to pay me for the other three nights of shows, even though I screwed up? Imagine the comics in the middle of this. And you just, and you're not, oh, yeah. you don't know any of the dance moves. Oh, no, no. And then I'm at the front of the stage alone. Now, they, they, see how they all start retreating and stuff? It was, yeah. oh, it was scary. It was, I have this exact angle, but with me screwing it up. Okay, now is when, when they, I should. When, now he's on top of the taxi. So is he going to call the comic out? Well, let's see if he does. Maybe Brad's got. Oh, this lady's got to get in the way. Oh, just ended. Video ended. Okay, cool. Wow, <laughs> that's a perfect. That's a perfect end to our but podcast. Only the comic. So whose podcast do you want to do? Oh, I mean, like, I'd love who do you to... want me to reach out to? Doesn't it sound desperate if I say who I want to? Whose podcast I want to? No, be on? some of them might be listening. Have you done whiskey ginger? No. Should do whiskey ginger. Love to do it. Yeah. Have you done Tiger Belly? No. Should do Tiger Belly. Love to do it. Are you what garbage? Else? Are you garbage? Are you garbage? Who's that? They're fucking amazing. They're, I just had them on uh, on Something's Burning today. Their podcast is awesome. They basically go through 
and ask you a list of questions that uh, define whether or not you are garbage or not. Huh. And it's fucking funny shit. I did Joe Coy's. Uh, Joe's the best. I just did uh, Howie Mandel's. I came out today. He's great. I'd like to do two bears. Is it ever three bears? No. Is it ever two bears and a Jew? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> two bears. But we, but we always need guest bears. So I mean, I'll, obviously, I'll I, I would love to do like a Rogan. I'd love to do uh, Mama's House. Your Mama's House? Your Mama's House. I mean, I'd love to do One all this. What did we make on that? What did we make? Oh, we made a... Oh, yeah, the fucking shitty meat. What's it called? Uh, haggis. Haggis, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll head up Tom. When are you in Austin next? Oh, I have to go to Austin to do this? Yeah, that's part of the fucking gig. Oh. Do you think I can double up and do Rogan? Yeah. I, mean, I don't if, think he would it, have me. I don't well, think he's the in... The problem it. is Rogan's so booked up that even trying to get on Rogan... I mean, I, I don't... I, I usually... I, it's different because it, I'm usually doing it with tom or ari or i'm doing it with a yeah group, so plus you're a legacy minute yeah uh but uh but even still like i i've i'm a little cognizant of how busy he is so if like i have if i have a special coming out i'll call him hmm. the second i find out yeah um and tell him but so like it's he's i mean he's i remember someone someone was just saying they were trying to get him to do the because they wanted to promote their special and he was booked out for like two months wow. he's booked out with fucking like huge guests huge he's got everyone yeah it's amazing he's a little hard to get as a comic these days i think um but tom's a great podcast your mom's house is a great podcast and if you can time it right and tom's there you can do be a guest bear on uh when when he's there when i'm not there oh nice yeah he's uh he uh, i don't even think he does tom talks anymore does he does he do tom talks still when was the last one a year ago yeah he stopped doing tom talks Anyway, I'm open. I'll, I'll do any of them. I, right. I I actually enjoy it. I enjoy. You know what's interesting is that they're all different. Yeah. You know, I did Harland's yesterday. It's such a different I tone. I call than fucking this. Harland. I got to call Harland. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, reminded me to. He said. Did he really? No. I, I he yeah. I ran into the store and he was like, "We had to do a podcast." I was like, "Yeah, definitely." I've just been so fucking busy. You got to come up and do mine at some point. Yeah. Too. When when anytime. I'm back in mid February. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's space it out a little yeah. bit, and you yeah. know. Yeah, this well, is fun. I was, I'm glad you did this, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is a blast. I appreciate it. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.